Episode 50 was indeed very special, as the one and only Stacy Fells stopped by once again for a farewell chat. She has moved on to greener pastures after spending nearly a quarter century in South Korea. Bittersweet best describes this one for me. On one hand, it's so nice that fantastic opportunities have presented themselves and await her and her family back in Canada, but sad because our community here loses an absolute rock. A couple tears were shed during this one. Hope you all enjoy. I hate traffic and parking and pretty much everything to do with driving here. I bet you share some of the same feelings. So my question to you is, why are you wasting your time and money and exhausting your mental and emotional well-being driving to your English class? I don't know either. Do yourself a favor. Check out Dr. English. Dr. English is an all-in-one online English learning platform. Their qualified native speakers can help you start your journey or continue your journey to English fluency today. Enjoy learning from the comfort of your own home. Call 010-4591-1496 for a free sample class. Open your doors to endless opportunities. Dr. English! You are now tuned into This Korean Life with your hosts, Brian and Nate. All right, welcome to another episode of This Korean Life. Very special. Number 50. Da, da, da. We were supposed to do something special, and I'm glad this coincided with with your big... Something special. Something special, yeah. Well, this is awesome. What a way to what a way to celebrate. Have number two back in for number 50 on our way out. Stacy Fells, welcome back. So nice. So nice to have you. And, morning, morning. And, uh, and wonderful news. A lot has changed since we recorded two years ago. I have a question. Been by two the years? Way. Well, you you tagged us in something. It said "Happy Two Year Anniversary." Was yeah, that for the podcast or for your episode? No, it was for your podcast. I think. I mean, it popped up. To, uh, it popped up as yeah. Huh. Second year anniversary. Know. It was weird because we had originally recorded. I think we had Maybe started recording. Maybe it was recording. when you had started the website. Then. I think so. Or yeah. the Facebook page. Uh, it was uh, yeah, one of those things. We looked like. Do we start two years? Can't remember. We're trying yeah, to do the math. It's been a long time. There's been 18 months of Corona, so mm-hmm. yeah, no doubt. It, it's been a while, yeah, for sure. No doubt. Anyways, welcome. What a a big surprise, I think, for the for the community. One of the witches is jumping on the broomstick and uh, and <laughs> head east, eh? head east Canada. Big surprise for me too. No doubt. Why don't you give us the story? How everything came about. All right. Well, I'll Little. try to con- condense it. Yeah. Um, you got 30 so, seconds. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Which will link back into questions that I'm sure you want to ask me Absolutely, later. Absolutely, yeah. So um, my daughter has um, decided that she doesn't want to stay in the Korean education system anymore. She wants to um, get her post-secondary education in Canada. So in order to facilitate that, we want to send her to Canada to go to high school. So she's going to leave her um, foreign language high school here and go back and study in Canada. So our original plan was to send her to live with um, a family friend in Canada. Mm. And um, then possibly her brother and I would join her sometimes next year or the year after. And um, things just kind of didn't work out that way. I... 
um, was contacted by a friend of mine who alerted you alerted me to the fact that there is a new job position opening in my hometown yeah. that he thought I might be um, you know qualified for it's an ESL position correct? yeah right so they call Ooh. it EAL yeah. English but I think is you an mentioned that there language. was a few different jobs but you didn't know if you would fit or qualify no, for them, this right? was one specific job mm. that was opening okay. and um, you know it had um, a September start date and he basically said there's this job you know that's starting and would you be available mm. to you know to make it back here for September 1st and initially I said oh you know this is, sounds really great I didn't really know very much information about I just knew there was a job. Mm. I didn't know what job it was um, in the beginning. And I said, you know, it's just too much. It must feel pretty happening. overwhelming at the beginning. Right. Like, there's no way I can right. get so my this stuff was, in order. This was early, early June. This was early June. And, you know, I had just wrapped my head around the fact that it's, you know, that I'm going to send my daughter. Mm. And, you know, at that point, I was just trying to keep her in school mm. because she had been telling me since um, May that yeah. she wanted out before the final exams because yeah. she didn't want that stress. And so she just finished up her exams yesterday. So she was saying she wanted out mm. the middle of June. Um, and then, you know, she would just get ready to go to Canada, maybe take some classes online yeah. until the September start. So I would send her sometimes in August. So in my mind, you know, I'm sending her, I need time to pack up my house, you know, how would this all happen? There's no way that I could, you know, even if I, you know, somehow did qualify for this job, yeah. um, you know, just the logistics weren't. And you don't have up. the typical, what Western people think of as a small apartment in Asia. You have, right. you have a decent sized pad with lots of stuff. Right. I've two, lived in a the two room. floor with a secret bedroom. Right. We discussed secret, secret rooms. Secret rooms, yeah. Right. So I do yeah, I do live in a larger size house and I have a lot of things accumulated over the past twenty four years. So no. No. um twenty four years. Yeah. When you say it out loud. 24 years. That's wild. I was talking to my wife about it yesterday. Brian's only 27 years old. <laughs> no, seriously, I, I left Canada when I was 22. And I've lived in Korea now for like more than half of my life. Yeah. So it's just, I've passed that in the halfway mark. That's, <laughs> I'm, I'm coming up on that. <laughs> it's uh, it's wild, man. It's wild. Yeah, just the, what a, I don't know, such a, such a shakeup. And I think a, a welcomed, yeah, you know, you kind of, your life, you get into a nice pattern in your work and you got steady work and then boom opportunity arises and you and you jumped on it that's fantastic. you always got to be ready to right so that to make those decisions but you got to be ready to throw your name in the in and the this hat. is this this was just what happened you know so after the first um you know uh, when I first, you know, realized that there was this job that's possibly available, I just kind of put it to the back of my mind. Okay, like that was just one possibility. Mm. I'm sure maybe something else would come up, you know, maybe next year when we do finalize, you know, our plans. But I didn't think it was possible. And then about a week later, you know, I get a message from the same friend who's saying, you know, that the position is still available. It hasn't been filled yet. You know, I really think that, you know, you should fill out this application mm. 
And so I didn't have a resume. I didn't have any cover letter. <laughs> you know, I've been here for so long. I don't think I've ever actually had to write a real resume. Right. So I got online to one of these resume builders, blah, blah, blah. Right. And, um, you know, just threw something together and threw my hat in the ring. And a few wow. days later, I got um, confirmation that I got wow. the job. So. Congratulations. Yes. So definitely, you know, um, if this friend hadn't... Um, you know, helped, you the, helped as much as he then. did, then I definitely would not have, you know, this wouldn't have been, you know, even possible. Do you ever, in any big life decision, are you ever really ready? Do you ever feel, uh, I mean, even when I came here, I thought like, oh, I'm not ready to do it before getting married, oh, before having kids, like, uh, you know, you're always kind of hesitant, but I think sometimes just... The more big decisions you make, I think the easier it gets. You, you just get that feeling out of the way. If you only do one every 25 years... Then... <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's probably pretty uh, ang- anxiety building. Anxiety, yeah. So just the whole time, I've been my stomach has been nothing but a ball of knots, yeah. and I just can't. I just I still can't, you know. Fathom yeah. that it I'm won't hit you until you're home, sitting at right? home and going, "Holy shit, I did it! What what, what yeah. happened the last two months? I did right? It. It's just it's it's crazy." So, um, so I literally had, uh, you know, I got confirmation that um, that I got the job. I don't know anything really besides I got the job, hmm. you know. Um, well, if it's I don't in your know, field, I'm sure you can adapt. I don't know it. where the office is going. I'm assuming at 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 the school board. I yeah. don't know the hours. I don't know. I mean, I kind of have an idea of what the yearly salary might be, but mm. I have really no no idea. But don't don't so you feel things that we would normally that was check, just suggested. You know? <laughs> but don't don't you feel after living here that you're kind of equipped for anything? I don't. I, I think when after I came back from Africa and I thought, man, I think I can deal with with anything now. And if a if a tornado came through and wiped me out of house and home, I think I I would be I, I could do it. Um, and not that Korea is the hardest, but it is challenging in a lot of ways. That you know, with the you know phoning you today and saying, hey, your class changed. Oh, it's canceled. Oh, don't come today. Oh, tomorrow's this. Don't you think you're a lot more adaptable now? I mean, I think the really busy lifestyle that we lead here is totally different than what I'm going to be stepping into back home. Yeah. So, um, you know, as it is, we're up early, take the kids to school, go to work myself, finish off the first job, then, you know, go to the second job, help yeah. out a friend at her academy, wrap up there, come home, do my <laughs> online class. You know, so we're looking at a full... Sure. A full day. Yeah. And I just can't wrap my head around the fact that I'm not going to be doing that anymore. <laughs> that was a big, yeah. I don't breathe. know how to sit still. Something I don't know that, how to breathe. Something that popped up into my head too last night thinking about this interview was, yeah, you're going from full to, you're almost like uh, kind of hitting your stride to, yeah, like it would feel like semi-retirement. <laughs> And I mean, the, the, look, I'm going to give the new job my all. You yeah, know, I'm yeah. going to put everything I have into that, too. But, um, yeah, it's going to it, be a game But it makes you think, too, about the, about the work-life balance that we have here and working all hours or being open to working all hours. Right. is almost an, an accepted reality here, right? Where at home... Uh, I think it is at home. Maybe not in the education sector, but I think no, no, in I, general, in business at home, you're expected, same thing, emails, calls... That's standard. At home, too? Well, no, but I, I mean... At it, home, they're trying to put laws in, in, in the Western countries what, what that restrict it? you from answering, not being mandatory to answer emails because guys send off crazy stuff when they're drinking on a 
Friday night and the email comes in and they're and it costs them their job, but you're expected to answer. But in, in terms of education, I mean, teachers at home, they, I mean, five o'clock, they're, they're careful, probably careful. checked out. <laughs> uh, now you're doing Mark and I know careful. you're, yeah. <laughs> you know, Corona, Corona threw a big wrench into the works there too. I mean, I just kind of scrambled for a couple months, you know, like, what am I going to do? Because, you know, you're in positions here where it's no work, no pay you know, for the most part. And, you know, you don't have that job security that, you know, I would be stepping into back home. Mm. So, yeah. And so I just, you know, sink or swim. I jumped ship. Yeah, And, you know, you just hop in. And I was lucky that I got, you know, the opportunities that I, you know, have now. Mm. Um, You know, but the first couple months of Corona, you're just kind of thinking, like, what's going on? Yeah. And, um, you know, my brother had said, like, you know, don't worry, like, worst case scenario, we'll just pack up and go to Canada, you know. And so that was comforting. Yeah. But in the same, at the same time, you just, you know, you're used to working. And then when you don't have the work available, you don't know what to do, right? What are you going to do with all this time? That was a good, I think, a good time for reflection for everyone to kind of put things into perspective and I mean I and, just like made more soap that time you know just yeah. I thought if I'm not going to be working I better do something productive so yeah. can you can you walk us back a little bit it's been a while since you've been on mm-hmm. um <clears throat> Maya got into one of the best schools in the city right she worked extremely hard mm-hmm. um the, we've talked about it on here many times this education system is is a pressure cooker and, uh, and it's not easy to succeed. And, and she did that. Mm-hmm. And she got in. Um, can you talk a little bit about the process of getting in? Because that, that makes the decision even more maybe complex or, or maybe easier once you got in and figured out what it was like. But my, my main question is, what was the original plan on heading back? Was it after first year, second year, third year of high school? Or because this came up pretty abruptly, right? Right. So can you start maybe from getting into the school, how hard it was, and then what she's gone through a little bit? So, you know, a normal a normal day for her when it's leading up to, like when it's a month prior to exams, mm. you know, she would go to school, come home. Um, you know, middle school? Middle school, right. So she would go to school, um, finish school, go to her academies. Um, at the time, she was taking like science and math. Uh go to her academies and then she would go to a study room. So she would, you know, pay for the month or you get so many hours at these study rooms. How much are they? Um, Five bucks an hour. Sometimes a little bit cheaper if you buy, it's, Block hours. if you buy like a, a month or a certain, a certain set. So she would go and she would ask me to pick her up like at least midnight. Hmm. And this is, you know, she's 14, 15, you know, um, even 13, you know, the beginning of, of middle school so she's asking to be picked up at midnight yeah. and you know i'm 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 trying to you know encourage her you know okay like how about a nap yeah let's let's, <laughs> let's maybe uh let's Go maybe let's maybe not study that much yeah. and and then you know i get accused of um not being supportive you know like this is how much i have to study like you know yeah. you've got to realize that if i want to you know chase my dreams this is how much in reality that you know i have to study so me telling her like oh baby you know you you i heard you're, you're sick today maybe you should come home early you know i would i would get the you don't care yeah you know so um you know because i'm not that tiger mom it was mm. it was always been like what she 
you know, wants. Seems like and an effective way to get your kid to study. Hey, you probably shouldn't study so much. <laughs> Don't tell me what not to do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so she worked really hard. And, you know, only the top, you know, only the cream of the crop can get into these specialized high schools. And then, you know, she she knew that it was going to be difficult. She, she knew um, that it was going to be challenging. Um, she knew that living in the dormitory wasn't going to be easy. But I think... Um, nothing really prepared her for actually being there and living that life. So, um, you know, they're not allowed cell phones. She has to line up in the morning to use a public phone to call me, um, you know, a collect call. We can't call them. That's what my daughter does. (laughs) Yeah, collect call. We can't call them. Um, 6.30, wake up. You know, they blast music and, you know, everybody wake up. They have to line up in the hallway for a check. Hot Mm -hmm. two, three, four. Korea has effectively, like, convinced these kids to build their own prison and then, then, like, stand in line to to live in it. You know, she's she's mentioned on more than one occasion, you know, the words prison and hell. So we'll just uh, leave it. Hold on. You're you're, you're getting woken up by, by music. You're... You can use a public phone to call right. someone. No cell phones. Um, you know, I, I, I do agree with that. Uh, there should be restricted cell phone time. The third-year so. students, I think, are allowed to have devices, um, but the first-years are not. So, um, you know, simple things like me sending her a message, like, to say good night or, you know, mm. did you have a good day? You know, I have to wait until she calls. And then, yeah, so you have all these kids who are, you know, probably the top of their schools all in, you know, one place now. And then it's just, okay, survival of the fittest. It's like the Hunger Games, you know. Yeah. Who's, um, who's, who's gonna, crazy enough? Who's going to be the class captain, you know, because this guy was president of his school and this guy was president of his school oh. or her school, you know. So who's going to be the class, you know, captain? And then, um, yeah, I mean, it's the bullying, like cyberbullying started the first week. The, it only happened once that I know of because she deleted the app that it was coming through. Mm. So um, she there was an app that students were using to anonym, anonymously ask questions of their teacher um, of their older Peer. peer of their older you know peers their uh, swim days right the older kids like what's the best way to study for like this class or you know what should I do to get better at this. And I don't think I don't think anything in elementary school, middle school, or high school should be anonymous. Yeah, I had no <laughs> idea what this what this app was. No, but, but I, no, you have to think about the culture, and it's a little bit embarrassing to ask right some of the questions. And if you have the chance, but to I do think that on the the cyberbullying is way more toxic than write so, them, write them down and, and yeah. put them in a box for the teacher so to go through. So remembering that these kids don't have devices, you know, yeah. the whole time. Her first week of school, she comes home on a Friday night. Um, you know, she seemed she seemed fine. You know, it was challenging. It was difficult. It was, you know, different mm-hmm. this first week of living in a dormitory. As expected. As expected. But she didn't really like, you know, she just said she was tired or she was going to go to bed. She didn't really talk about it too much. So the next day, I bring her to her math academy. So she had math on Saturdays. Um, bring her to don't, the math don't academy. Don't take a break on the weekend. No. Bring her to the math academy. And um, she comes out of the math academy. She breaks down. And I'm like, what is going on? And she's like, I didn't tell you yesterday because, you know, um, you know, I just didn't want to upset you. But she's like, kids, my friends and I started getting messages when we got home last night. Um, you know, 
anonymous, probably from the older kids in the school. Oh, the, uh, the people replying were anonymous yeah, too? Yeah, you know, yeah, uh... so she didn't know. So um, her friend had gotten a message like, oh, you think you're so, you know, whatever because you studied abroad. And um, she got something like, oh, you know, when I heard there was going to be, you know, a mixed child, a, a mixed student, oh, you know, God. I had, uh, you know, like, I expected you to be, like, prettier than you are or something. You know, just things, oh, crazy oh, things like that. These are, yeah, Jesus, this is, after the first week, yeah. after the first week, you know, when she was expecting, like, oh, this is going to be great. This is a great opportunity. This sort put, of thing starts. going to put you in your place. But, but, yeah. but hold on. We live in an era where I think this is everywhere, is it not? I'm sure. To, you know, to I'm, not, I'm not saying it's, no, it's, no. it's terrible, we were just, but I don't think yeah. we can escape it no matter where. It happens at home all the time. Exactly. You just don't hear about it. But And I'm, I'm sure there's much worse in Korean schools as well. Like, right. Some of the uh, some of the discussion boards I'm in for my school, um, a lot of the teachers say Monday morning. Mm-hmm. I think it was a discussion board. Monday morning. The first two hours is just diffusing any social media problems that happened over the weekend. Like my wife's got it in in elementary school. Mm-hmm. So I, can, I mean, I, I can't can imagine by the time puberty kicks in, and then you know the clicks start happening, okay. and somebody gets better at something else, and then holy, I, it, I think we just crazy. kind of assumed that she's going to this elite school that everybody like had to like sure. work so hard <laughs> to get into that they, you know, were focused, had goals, and yeah. you know, you hear so much about like it's preparing them for the top it's tiers in Ivy man. League, you know. But, yeah, so we were, you know, shocked by that. And, um, yeah, so afterwards we just kind of, oh, she deleted that app. We really didn't have any problems until later on the teachers start saying things like, oh, you know, well, aren't you half Canadian? Like, why aren't you better at English? You know, the child was born and raised in Korea and, oh. and uh, went through the Canadian, went through the Korean with. education system, you know. Yeah. Um when you talk about mother tongue, do you do I you mean, think yeah. that's just ignorance, or do you think that's blatantly that teacher aware of what they're doing? That teacher has also, um, you know, I've I've heard um, Maya say that she's always comparing her own um, child who graduated from the the school to to them. Oh. Like my daughter was blah blah blah, and my my daughter did da 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 and why aren't you guys doing da 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 I had a math teacher like that in high school mm-hmm. and it made me just I hate math like well, why like my son's two years younger and he understands this like well maybe you're just a shitty teacher yeah, you know so... you can't you need to think of no, a different way no because my son understands yeah. I'm the best teacher <laughs> I mean we, I'm not trying to you know we're all educators I'm not trying to knock yeah. teachers but when you when you stoop to that level you know trying and just to her confidence it was just Boom, 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 you know. Absolutely. But I think, I think especially here, and and just the world we live in now, it's so much more, the kids are so much more fragile in the way that all these things can just hurt. So, man, I got teased all the time at the playground. I think you're just going to go score more goals in soccer or baseball or whatever. But there there was always, I think there was more healthy outlets maybe. But you could go home. You can go home and, and, and have a, some uh, normal life at home where you're, disconnected from the the playground bull baloney that you were in but now you go home in the social media like you said she came home on a friday night and like oh i'm in my bed and you're getting but i'm saying but i'm saying i think this is social media not we we grew up in a time where we were we were brought up to deal with our problems and problem solve and and manage our stress or anger whatever 
a lot differently than kids these days. Mm-hmm. And being attached to that social media makes them that much more. You can't even see the guy. Why are you getting angry? You can't even see the person. And, and it's it's everywhere. It's on Wilson Online. It's mm-hmm. on every expat in Korea. It's everywhere. And you gotta you gotta cut these guys out. But I think we came up in a time where you were you you were able to manage or deal with those things differently. No, here it's it's definitely different. So so getting back to your question, you're like, how long was she planning on staying in that school? So she had originally said, if I get into, because she'd already thought at that point she wanted to go to Canada. Yeah. You know, she thought if I get into the foreign language high school, I'll stay for grades ten and eleven. And then I would like to do grade 12 in Canada. So she wanted to at least do grade 12 in Canada. If she didn't get into the foreign language high school and she went to a regular Korean high school, then she thought maybe she would just stay for a year and then then do two years in Canada. Because she knows English and, you know, social study, different things that she doesn't learn here, she would need to learn before she went. We don't... Um, I never really pushed her to study English because she always planned on just living here and going to school here. Hmm. So, I mean, yes, she reads and writes. You know, she doesn't have the practice with essay writing and things like that. Academic writing is a different You know, yeah. I mean, so she would be able to, you know, the the amount of work ethic that she has, sending her home, you know, she knows already that she doesn't have to study as much as she does here, but even... Studying, you know, a little bit as needs much a, as she needs a tune-up in, right. in some uh, some areas of English. But she must be also miles ahead in other in other areas. Right. I mean, but, so but learning math and science, academic, like I say, academic English is much different. Right. Mm-hmm. So she knows it's going to be a challenge, but um, you know, it's what she wants. So just just yeah. a couple on the previous one, just because there are parents that listen and stuff, and I think it's really, I'm really curious when they go to the study room. Do mm-hmm. you wonder? I think I think I know the answer, but I don't think I don't know if I my parents would never trust me that much. Did you wonder what was going on there? Like, Mom, I have to stay till twelve every night. My dad would be like, What the hell are you doing there every night till So And and, and when we talk often about efficiency mm-hmm. and that studying for fifty hours VS four hours of good study is mm-hmm. a lot better and taking breaks and, and going oh, to play basketball did. for thirty minutes. Right. You you gotta have healthy study habits. And I think we find as educators in Korea that often it's just quantity over quality. Mm-hmm. How she do you? How do you, as a parent, like, did you ever wonder what was going on there, and did you ever encourage kind of healthy habits? And the second part, going into the no phones in high school. Mm-hmm. I mean, middle school girls live on their phones. I don't know if she right. did or not, but what a jump from middle school phones and being in these study rooms with no supervision. Mm-hmm. You have to supervise yourself mm-hmm. and be disciplined enough to stay off your phone in order to get the grades to get in. And then go there and get shocked with no phones. Right. How do you kind of, not control, but manage or maintain that kind of healthy environment? So when she goes to the study rooms, um, I don't know if you've ever seen one of these study rooms yeah. before. We actually went in and like looked. She showed us her little cubicle that she rents out. And it's very like sci-fi, the place that we went, you know. Um, air conditioners pumping. You have to scan yourself to get in. There's a front desk area. Um, where, you know, maybe there would be a worker or not. Sometimes they're, they're unmanned. Mm. Um, then you scan yourself to get into where the rooms are, the private rooms. Right. So um, they're just like a little cubicle, like a little closet. Mm. And you go in and there's a desk and then you've got um, a little shelf uh, and a chair, basically. It's temperature controlled. 
it's totally quiet. You walk in and it's kind of dark with these like glowing cubes, yeah. you know, and everybody's in there studying and you cannot make a sound, you know, you cannot. When make I went a sound. in the first time, I was like, this is like jail. Right. <laughs> but well, they had all these free teas, like they had a, a drink station for like juice have, and water and tea. And I was like, yeah. but if I had to study, this would be a good place to study. Because but I don't like studying. <laughs> exactly. She, she, I, I didn't understand why she had to go to these study rooms too. Because she has a bedroom, you know. And I had even made her a little study room in the loft. We have a little cubby area over um, over our bathroom, Mom, right? You're not serious <laughs> enough. In, instead of like a, you know, a Harry Potter under the stairs, there's a cubby hole over. And so she would go up there. Um, but there's distractions at home. Yeah. You know, there's distractions. This place, like, there's, it's total silence. Mm. You know, you have whatever you've brought with you, and, you know, and then you know that your friend is in the next cubicle, too. Mm. And so you can say, like, let's take a study break, you know, and they can go out and they can get a coffee or they can get a little treat or, you know, it's time for dinner. Let's go have dinner together. Mm. So, you know, she had a sense of, you know, family, you know, with yeah. her friends, you know, like we're all in this together. Like guys going to war together. You know, the yeah, girls they could, the yeah. So I would, you know, she has my, you know, my bank card, you know, for snacks and dinner and things like that. And I could see like, okay, ding, she just had a bubble tea, you know, like <laughs> ding, you know, she's had like kimbap for dinner or yeah. whatever, you know, so. Ding, she got a new phone. <laughs> yeah. So she's not going to be wasting her time there. Yeah. You know, if she knows, if she needs to have a little break, her and her friends would have a break. Mm. Um, if they needed to study more, she'd say like, mom, I'm not quite finished. Can you pick me up like in, you know, 30 more minutes or yeah. something like that. Do you that. ever, would you ever be concerned about who the friends are or what, like, like my mom and dad always emphasize you know hang around good people hang around but if you're the top and the other two or three are hanging out with you how i mean are they trying to leech off of you piggyback get your for the most part i mean or like, do you inspire each other to be better right because you're my competition had, going in yeah yeah and um you know but the friends that she had um you know there were a couple times where she had friends of like questionable character and then she realized that they were of question questionable character and she you know separated herself from them and aligned herself more with, uh, you know, friends that were, you know, goal that had goals and were more driven. You know, her friend was like the, the top of the school, mm. so you know she okay, would okay. she would get study yeah she would get study <laughs> habits from her or, yeah. um, you know, this friend attended like this academy and so maybe the teacher at the academy had prepared um, some special um, study materials that mm. the friends would share. You know, so um, I just I, I just don't get we asked Doctor June too like how. Can you can you effectively adapt to that crazy study schedule? Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just maybe we just don't get it from from Canada. Like I just can't imagine trying to cram shit into my brain. For no, she's she's very hours a day. But imagine if someone. I mean, I was pretty passionate about hockey. We could play every day, every single day. We could play on the outdoor rink. Didn't matter mm -hmm. the temperature or whatever, broken face. Didn't matter. If somebody was that passionate about studying, I, I can definitely see it. It's just not the whole damn country. Right. Right. And I think yeah. we're starting to see that now that. You know, the students are starting to take a lot of different paths and, and a lot of jobs have been eliminated mm -hmm. and, and there's starting to be a lot more variety here in terms of not just taking one path to Sol Yonsei or Korea and that the YouTube we, path is now available. Pro <laughs> Gamer YouTube special. But where else in the world do 15 year olds go to study rooms and study till midnight? And, you know, and yeah. it was this was, you know, midnight. I mean, if I would have let her, she would have studied longer some days. 
Some days she said, can you pick me up at 12.30? Can you pick me up at 1? Now, Whoa. parking, you gents all know the, the parking situation in Korea. We have a, um, a paid parking spot. But that parking spot is only guaranteed for me between the hours of 6 p.m. and 12 a.m. So during that time, if somebody is in my parking spot, I can call them and say move. Except when you get home at right. 1230. Except when I go pick her up <laughs> in the study room and somebody has come and parked in my spot, which did happen. Now, um, you get a random with the Corando. Well, you know, so I, I couldn't, you know, I couldn't Caramba. really call them and say move the car. But grandma did call them the next day and say, like, look, it's exam season. And she went to pick up her daughter and came back and you had parked in the spot. Beautiful. So don't do it again. And, um, you know. And it was a new neighbor down the road. And they're all very apologetic. Right? <laughs> Grandma left a dead horse yeah. head in, so, in the driver's seat. <laughs> so it really didn't happen. But it could happen. You know, it could happen. Yeah. So parking is a big problem. So, no, um, so so I would try to encourage her. Can I at least come at like, you know, quarter of 12 so that I can get back before, you know, so that nobody would take our parking spot. Yeah. But yeah. What, what about healthy daily regimens? Like. It doesn't matter who you talk to. They just don't understand that sleep is important because you have to study so much. But there's there's multiple studies out there that you can't study 18 hours a day, sleep <clears throat> six, and, and be physically healthy and mentally healthy. How did you deal with that as a parent? So, I mean, we've had that issue since she was, you know, in, you know, in, in elementary school, you know, you're trying, you can't follow, you know, Korean time all the time. And especially in the summer when, you know, we don't have any other choice sometimes besides taking the kids out at night because it's just so hot during the day. No doubt. So you, you understand why families are like in the park at 10 p.m., you know, with, you know, everybody together because it's the only time they get family time, you know without the scorching heat. So I've always tried to, you know, remind them, you know, you've got to get enough sleep. You have to get enough sleep. Mm. And, um, you know, what I'm running into like more these days, now it's starting to affect Tay. You know, last night he was up late and I was just busy doing other things and I didn't realize like he's still watching like, you know, a movie. And he's like, there's no school tomorrow. And, you know, I mean, he's right. He's in grade six. Mm. There is no school tomorrow. You know, maybe I'll let him stay up a little bit later. And, you know, but then I had to remind him, you know, I'm going to be gone in the morning and then people are coming over to the house. So it's it's going to be noisy. Mm. You know, you might get woken up in the morning when you still want to sleep. Are you going to be fine with that? And he's like, oh, yeah, whatever. So, you know, he'll go to bed extra early tonight. But we've definitely, um, when I brought the kids home to Canada when they were younger hmm. and visiting different family members and, you know, daylight savings time, it's like 9 PM, it's still light out, mm, you know, people 11, are wondering yeah. why my kids aren't in bed. And mm. I'm like, well, they'll get to bed eventually, but like we're on <laughs> yeah, vacation and you know, no we don't have tomorrow. to be anywhere tomorrow. So, well, I remember going back and we were at my <clears> brother's, <throat> I think I brought head on back and maybe he had one or two kids, maybe three kids by then. And just one of the first days, like, okay, you guys coming for dinner? And I was like, it's quarter to five. Said, Who the hell eats dinner at quarter to five? Right. <laughs> we eat dinner at eight and nine o'clock, man. And then we have a second dinner at like 1030 or something. And I mean, back when we were single, holy, dinner would be like nine o'clock at night. And that was just the start of the night. But now I find myself and I'm like, I'm upset if dinner's not on the table at 530. <laughs> like the the my coworkers said, we're going for dinner. If you guys want to come, there's a group of us going. And I said, wow, I forgot what it's like not to have kids. We ate two hours ago. Right, right. And they're like, Whoa. 
And I thought, yeah, that's why I used to think my brother was crazy eating dinner at 5 and 5.30. But if I want any chance of getting them to bed by 8 or 8.30, they right. got to be exactly. eaten by 5, 5.30. I mean, yeah, I had a friend growing up. Their their dinner time was, you know, 4.30 every day. Yeah. You know, 4.30. And, you know, um, you know, we were maybe 5, 6 at the latest. But Six was a late dinner. Yeah, home, six was late. But I mean, you know, when you have like, um, you know, single mom, single working mom, you know, you don't get home till a certain time and then you've got to get dinner on the table. Sure. So we, you know, so, but I mean, yeah, my friends at home were like, you know, her son was in grade five or six at the time. And she's telling me like, you know, like nine o'clock was his bedtime or yeah. nine 30 or whatever it was. And I was just, bitch, I'm just throwing the seven. I'm trying on. to remember, <laughs> you know, I'm trying to remember growing up. But I, I, I wonder too now that my sister, I was going to say my daughter, my sister, I think is a, pretty awesome mom she's got five kids five and those kids are outside all day especially during this corona shit where it's Mm -hmm. go to school don't go to school don't right she said listen just stay home we're not playing this game just stay home you can learn at home and they're outside all the time every day if it's nature walks or hiking at the park whatever it is Mm -hmm. and they're exhausted they're beat and they're done by eight Mm o'clock there's no chance they can stay up later because they're just they're just physically exhausted and then i think Man, when we see the kids here, mm-hmm. like I put my kids to bed and sometimes I go to the park for a walk or a run and I'm like, but these guys are out for like their after dinner walk and it's like 10 o'clock at night. And I'm like, what the heck, man? But I just wonder if the kids spent more time outside or more physically active, like I, I don't think I just couldn't stay up that late when I was young. We were exhausted from running around all day. Mm-hmm. And, and how much different it is these days where there isn't so much physical activity that Man, seeing these kids up till nine, ten, yeah, eleven the, at night. The mental, is, the mental drain. Trying to is mind trying mind. to study is probably pretty exhausting. As I well. mean, you know, Corona threw a wrench in the works too because you know my son was, you know, he didn't want to go out. You know, he was, and the teachers at his school, you know, were telling the kids, um, you know, finish school, go straight home. You know, don't go to the park, don't go to the playground. Okay. You know, go straight home because they didn't want the kids to, you know. To gather, to possibly, like, you know, get infected, you know. So his teachers were telling him, go straight home, go straight home. And, I mean, it was, you know, you could see it see it in his eyes. The thought of, like, going outside to play, I mean, it was, like, horrific for him. Because, you know, the teachers, you look up you look up, up to your teachers, you know, mm. and they tell you don't do something. You, yeah. you know. And now it's become the norm. Right. Now it's, know. go to school, but I can study online and play games all day. Right, right. Yeah. And the uni students are the same. Well, oh, I hated it before, but now I can do it in my jammies all day for mm-hmm. four years. This is easy. Sure. Did you, uh, having two kids that are that have gone basically through elementary school, what year did the pressure start as a mom? Like, I was informed by my wife's friends who have <laughs> who have children older than older than my kids that... Like, I remember her daughter was in grade one, and she was like, oh, the teacher was, like, kind of insulting her because she couldn't skip 20 times, and this kid has this problem because he doesn't do his homework, and there, there was lots of uh, lots of pressure. Is that, and Tony's in grade two now, and I haven't experienced any of that. Is that it's because your it, wife is. <laughs> it, uh, not at all. No? There, there's zero, there's zero, uh, zero problems. I don't think he's an outstanding kid by any means, but... It, it, does that come in the later elementary or did you even feel any any real pressure as a mom to like your daughter's not in the top 10 of, of her math you know in, in the math class like did you ever so, did you ever experience any I mean of, uh, I, I'm lucky that um, grandma 
for the most part, you know, grandma takes care of all of the schooling. Mm. So she was the one who always contacted the teachers, who dealt mm. with the teachers, um, you know, homework, things like that. I mean, God bless her. She just, she would go to, you know, the, the stores and she would get uh, the how-to manuals, like for like teaching kids. Because, you know, yeah. you know, she's a grandma. She's mm. not um, up to speed with that. But, I mean, there came a point where she couldn't help, you know, the kids with math anymore. Mm. Because yeah. it's just, that's yeah. the way it is. And I doubt I could probably help the I kids mean, with math. <laughs> I think that's probably that's for Maya. You know, she realized that maybe she should get some extra practice with math around maybe grade five, and so she started taking hmm. um, the after after school classes, not at a hagwan, but just through the school. Yeah, yeah. And then um, you say she realized in. As in, As if in, I want to go to foreign language high school? No, or, this was in grade five, like elementary or school. Or everybody's better than me? Just, you know, being in elementary school, and I never pushed her. She didn't go to Hogwarts, right. you know. She went to, you know, the fun ones that she wanted to go to, like Taekwondo and yeah. um, music and art. Yeah. And, you know, but I didn't send her to English Academy because she, I think at one point she did want to go, so I sent her to my friend's school. Um, but then after that, she, she took a break. But... Um, she started realizing that her friends who went daily to math academy were getting better scores than her, mm. and which is to be expected. And so she decided on her own that she wanted to get better scores at math. And so she started mm. taking, um, so going into, um, going into middle school. I she, hope my she daughter's going to be better at hockey. Yeah. <laughs> but you know and when we're talking about math here this is a thing my friend has uh, another friend recently went home to Canada after living in Korea a long time her boy's the same age as Maya and um, he said that the stuff that they were learning in grade 10 in Canada was what he had already learned in grade 8 here hmm. sure and he said that. everybody is using calculators and still getting the wrong answers right. hmm. where you know Korean kids are taught to do it in their head yeah. you know or you know pen and paper huh. you know there's just a difference D it depends on the school teacher too and you know my daughter and my son have both different experiences because going to the same elementary school um oh that's maya's brother certain things were you know expected but you know maybe they different shouldn't kid, have been yeah. a different kid right? right so he's totally not not into math she I'm, really I wouldn't a grade say six she, boy I wouldn't say she loves. I wouldn't say she loves math, yeah. but she's pretty good at it. Yeah. Uh, but now, since she had stopped going to the math academy for a while, and all her peers at the high school were still going to the academies, she's like, you know, I don't know this, so I need to. So don't expect much on this exam because I I haven't been taking math hmm. for a while. Can you comment on whether the school? teachers teach enough for the kids to pass the exam or do you need that how about to supplement that was another fallacy or another big uh, yeah kids very yeah I, I don't know if that's if that's true or not but so during uh, the conversation right. has come up in the past so during middle school i think for the most part um if you you know really focused mm. you might be and did a lot of self-study mm. you might be able to do well on the math without going to an academy mm. out of my you know my daughter's friends the ones who did good at math are the ones who went to academy so there is you know a big difference i don't think if you're relying solely on what's taught in school you're going to be left behind how is that possible how can they you, test you, on shit that they haven't taught you will be left behind you will be left behind how can they teach or is it just that they're getting the extra repetitions in 
it's you know it's maybe like extra homework sheets to do it because it know, seems insane to me that you can you you can test a kid on something that you think they've learned it that well, you they, assume they've learned it they in, probably in have learned it in school but the teacher might have just like briefly touched on it you know for example you can't if we're teaching it. But it's in their curriculum, so it has to be tested. That math it's teacher, that yeah, math teacher, I, the math teacher right. I mentioned that I hated, his favorite line was, it's all fair game. Right. Chapters 1 to 10, it's all fair game. You're like, oh, you're such a dick. Give us a... So it's like this. If we're going to you know, teach kids ABC, and you read the alphabet with them once, and you say, okay, there, you're done. But then, you know, they go home or oh, they, go, is an F. they go to, yeah, they go to academy where the teacher is spending time on individual sounds but and, you know, putting system. it together. Right. So, I mean, there's a lot of, a lot expected from the teachers, a lot expected for them to cover in a short amount of time. And it's just unrealistic, unrealistic, unrealistic expectations. So if you're not going to, I mean, like, look, she, my daughter goes to this, this elite high school, right? And... Um, on the weekend, um, why are they going to math academy? <laughs> oh, well, at a language, at a language, in just school. doesn't stop there. I mean, so um, I'm carpooling with um, a friend. So I was lucky that Maya met some friends through an online, you know, chat forum. She met her classmates before she actually went to school, and so then, you know, just she tells me she meets these new friends and she's excited to meet them in person. And she says, Mom, do you know, uh, did you used to have a student named Vicky? And I was like, oh, yeah, I remember, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, do you remember her little sister, Jessie? And this is when, you know, Maya was two years old. I mm-hmm. taught this other little girl. And her sister was the same age as Maya. Well, they're classmates now. Oh, nice. <laughs> so um, so I knew a mom. So I, I have a, you know, class mom friend. And uh, so we agreed that she would pick up the kids from the school on Friday nights because I work. And then I would bring them back on Sunday nights. So really super, you know, lucky that it worked out that way. Anyway, Jessie's mom, you know, she has an older daughter that has, um, you know, by Korean standards, is succeeding. She got into the Ihua Women's University. You know, this is her second child. She's this, you know, typical Korean tiger mom. She she put herself into prison. Yeah, she she called me and said, "I'm (laughs) I'm arranging extra Japanese classes for the girls. I'd like to bring them there on Friday nights. <clears throat> and I was like, I don't think, you know, Maya's going to want to just be picked up from her dorm and go straight to Japanese Academy, oh, yeah, you know? And she's like, oh, well, um, because the class was arranged for Saturday night, hmm. which, you know, isn't too bad. So, yeah. And the she said, I've arranged for the teachers to give us extra lessons on Friday night as well. And so I'll be picking them up from the dormitory. I'll feed them in the car. And I'll drop them off at um, Japanese at seven. So it's all or nothing. There's she no. Gets, yeah, there's she no gets pretending. picked up at she gets picked up at five thirty, and it's about thirty hour, a thirty thirty minute drive back oh, yeah. or, or more. Wow. And um, yeah, so she feeds them. She brings them hamburgers or sandwiches or whatever in the car. The girls um, eat. Um, get dropped off at Japanese, have Japanese from 7 till 9. So I drift off midway some of these podcasts, honestly. I just zone out. I'm like, oh, we're still talking. But that's what, my <laughs> experience <laughs> with those study rooms. Like at U of M, we used to have those, right? Like the whatever. And during exams, they'd be packed. Mm-hmm. But like I'd be in there for 10 minutes and I'd be like, what the hell is this guy doing? What's that guy? Oh, that's why you get oh, a private whose noise room. is that? Who's this? Right. Oh, oh. And that's no, why but, you get I mean, those, those were quiet, cubicle, like you shouldn't make noise and stuff. But mm-hmm. I and ours even had doors on them. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I'm tall enough. I walked by, just peeking in over the six foot barrier or whatever. 
I just can't focus that long or, or stay connected. I mean, that she's long. got different methods. She even has like little stopwatch timers to like to time how long she's you know doing this and that. Wow. And it's it's meticulous. It's yeah. a science. Yeah. So they they write down every ten minutes like their study plan for the day is like broken down and they got everything yes, charted and gridded off. See her, and it's incredible. You should see her 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 pages. It's just crazy. I mean, first of all, the the in thing is these little cubic pages like a grid. Yes. And the writing, and it's just boom. That's she, what my she has these beautiful has. study planners. But so Maya goes to Japanese because she's a Japanese major at the at the high school, and she takes um, math. And she was taking science, but she took a break. Um, the teacher did call her up when it was exam period and said, "Like, come come back to um, science, and I'll help you." You know, during um, the exam period. And um, yeah, but she only ta- she, she only takes those classes. Now Jessie, on the other hand, is scheduled the whole weekend long. Her mom has her scheduled. Boom, 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 boom. Which is like so past- just- But yeah, I think they're she- desensitized. I think they're de- you just they don't- have they don't know any other. And yeah. I mean, a lot of these um, Okdong moms, you know, they don't have te- <laughs> they don't have. That's funny. They don't I- have TVs in their house. Right behind you there, that Yummy Park. In order to live, do you see that? I did the third. Yeah, right there. Mm-hmm. I listened to her, uh, her interview. She's been doing her doing her rounds in in the states there. How I mean, did you hear? And she she said the same thing. Like in North Korea, like oh, aren't you sad about? She goes, you don't know. You don't know anything else. This is just right. your your reality. You're happy. So, with it. but your but hold on, like these a lot of the, I'm not saying the special high school, but a lot of them are addicted to their phones. So I teach a girl at Hanshin Plus. She's middle school. Three, so she's trying to get into the science high school. Right. And she's the same, but she can't get off her phone. And she the, she's not allowed to bring the phone to her room to bed. But she's definitely on it till 1 or 2 in the morning. And she tells me, like, what else are you saying? Well, it's and, because they're, you know, they get, uh, they, because they've been studying the whole day. Sure. You know, so when you see them with their phone, maybe they just got it five minutes previous. And it's, you know, like getting their think? fix, you know. You want to catch up on everything that you've missed. Like forced to critically think all day. Sometimes just I, we've all done it too. You just find yourself just mindlessly. Or what did what's her doom scrolling? Uh, yeah. Marie McClellan there. She said it was doom scrolling. That's exactly what it is. You're mindlessly just kind of. I'm guilty of that yeah. at nighttime too. Like you know, I, fi- I finally let is. myself. Yeah. I finally let myself like lay down. Yeah. yeah. And then like you know. Either, either I've I've pass got to you know pass out, and I'm like scrolling. I'm like I gotta find out the news, and my yeah. eyes are like this, and I'm like, I, but I gotta catch up on the news, and then you know I fall asleep. Yeah. But you know it's because I haven't checked it all day, or you know in between classes or breaks, you know I'll I'll, I'll just check my messages. That's what we think that we need to uh, that we need to uh, that we actually need to check that. So when I see those grids of all their like right nine to nine forty five. Five minute break, get a Remy right. nine fifty to, and it's gridded off, and it's like mm-hmm. they're they're beautiful, and they're meticulously organized. But I'm like, do you really follow that? Like, yeah, she did. I would be two minutes too, over, right? five minutes faster, twenty minutes. Oh mm-hmm. shit, my whole schedule's gone in the first right. day. <laughs> no, she she's she she follows it. And another thing that we should mention here is that the study, the way that they have to study here, is totally different than the way we would study at home. So she um, she what? came home with. Joint. Step, step two is smoke. Step three, procrastinate till tomorrow. <laughs> she came home. So they have three different, um, three different English classes at her school, 
and there's a total of like six different teachers. And one of the classes, they were reading The Alchemist. And so she came home and she's like, mom, I'm reading this book. I need, you know, I need you to go over, go over it with me. Um, You know, so I read it with her. We read, we talked about symbolism. We talked about this and that. What does it mean? The characters talked about everything. Well, she gets to the exam and one of the questions is, um, which word is not in the book? (laughs) Which word is not in the book? You could ask the author the same question. Would the author be able to tell you which word was not in the book? What? (laughs) <laughs> yes, and after we spent all, it's not, it's, you know, they want, they're looking to separate, you know, the they, robots from the humans. Yes, what, what are exactly. They are and you AI? Her, her, you know, <laughs> that's the, the, whole that's scope the, of the difference school. of getting in or not getting in in these places. Driving the girls back on Sunday night, you know, Jesse and Maya are Jesus. talking about. You know, which words um, not in the book? No, I mean they're talking about <laughs> expectations for the exams. You know, they're and they're telling me if you get at least a fifty, then you're considered a god. You know, they call you know amongst god your level, peers, yeah. god level amongst your peers. If you get a fifty on the exam, if you get like a, you know, so a, if you get a forty, you know, you're not doing too bad. Everybody's going to get at least a twenty or a thirty, and this is just the expectations. I mean, she's telling me, um, you know, because they are purposely making these exams so hard that so hard that nobody is going to get whoever you know, does get the highest is right obviously is guessing best above and, chest, right. the... and so you know she, things like that and so um and for the other english classes you have passages from books or from yeah. from lectures you have to memorize the whole thing from top to bottom to be able to answer the questions efficiently so you've got to memorize the whole thing yeah. because you don't have time to read it. Oh. So this is what I mean. When they, when they do that, so the, the, light, the light went off for her, obviously. She, Which she is said, why she said, I'm, she out. Said, I'm, I'm, I'm out. out. I'm going to Canada. But I wonder, right. I wonder before that, and, and having your phone and seeing that there is freedom and there's, you can do anything you want and all. Like, they, they don't know anything else, but I think they, they do. But once they see this question, don't they just put their hands up and say, okay, I'm yeah, done. that that was let me out exactly. So Game that's over. exactly what happened. She's like, "Mom, I I read this book, you know, I you know I went over it with you. We talked about this. We talked about that." And she's like, "And they're asking stupid questions. How is this question going to help me get ahead in life?" That's and insane. I couldn't I couldn't answer her. I was like, "You're right. It's you know it's ridiculous." So so going back, I don't mean regrets. Would you change anything if you had a second daughter who was coming through and? Discourage well, the son. I mean, dis- you know. yeah, but he's a different right. He's, he's a different, different breed, right? But would you discourage them from twelve o'clock study rooms and this? Because listen, you can still achieve your goals without doing it this way. There's more than one way Maybe to skin a cat. In Canada, you can, but you can't here, and that's just the reality. I think it's mostly like beers, right? If all your friends are, the- is right. it beers? I was like beers. Oh, yeah, <laughs> and and that's exactly it. You know, she um, just right now because. She had less pressure going into this these exams. I told her, you don't have to, you know, you don't have to cram. You know, you're just doing it. You're just finishing off the semester. You as, get the highest scores. You know, mm-hmm. she's finishing off the semester just, to you know, to, just to do it. Yeah. Um, you know, and so that was a lot of pressure off of her. But at the same time, she, she still stayed up to like 2 a.m. She's like, okay, I'm just going to focus on maybe this and that. And, you know, try to get my marks up in these two you know these two areas so you know i got to i got to get her. at least a i got to get at least a 60 which is like you know what we previously talked about like yeah. getting a 50 like you're considered yeah. you know so she did get 
you know, a couple higher, higher scores, mm-hmm. which, you know, to us would seem like low scores because mm-hmm. she's never had scores like that before. She's always had yeah. either like, you know, 100s or she was never, you know, the number one in her school, but she's always had really good marks. She only had four 100s. But this right. is, this is right. why I, this is why... <laughs> One mistake or two mistakes, and she'd be apologizing to me, and I'm like, "Oh, well, that's kid, yeah. like you know, this is you know, I got I'm not kids that kind sobbing of in class. Like, I failed my test. You know, ninety two. Like, right. two so and two that's things. one wrong. Right. <laughs> this is why when I was at Unist, right. which is one of the better universities in the country, mm-hmm. I had on two or three occasions the moms call me and harass me about their kids' scores. The moms and I was like, in <laughs> university. Yeah, oh, but it's the same thing. But they're used to listen. Everybody can't get an A in it for the rest of your life. Right. Everybody mm-hmm. can't be the best. Especially when you're good Now you went to a high school, the mm-hmm. science high school, right. where everybody came in as the top in their class. Yes. Not right. everyone can be the school president. Not everyone can be the top. Right. Now you're at a university, which is bringing in the top kids from all over the country. Right. Everybody can't be number one anymore. Somebody's got to get number two, and someone's got to get right. a C or a D. Mm-hmm. And you're mm-hmm. that guy. Did you tell your mom that you've been drinking beer and eating chicken and playing games till four in the morning all mm-hmm. semester? Right. I know you were good before, but... You know, they're going to the army and they say, I don't care. First year, I'm just going to party and, and drink and play games and do what I want to do. But the mom's expectations were you got in and it's not just, okay, you got in. Right. Now right. it's like, well, what did you do? Pendulum swings. Mom, I tried, but it's much harder. Mom phones me. What are you phoning me for? Your son's 19. Talk to your son. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Did uh, <clears throat> Before... Deciding to move back, did you ever explore online options for high school? We did, right? We did. So I have a friend um, who lived in Korea for quite a while. She's um, based out of China now, and um, her daughter is a year older than Maya. Mm. She's been doing um, online school for two years now, and she's like fast track high school online high school yeah. through for the, a program in the states. You know, fully accredited. Yeah. Um, you know, she's. Um, and it's a 365 days, 24 hours a day, like you can access the program. It's oh, like self, self-study. So she's, you know, just continually making her own schedule yeah. and, and studying at a pace where she's probably going to graduate, you know, early. Yeah. Because, you know, she has that option. You, you, you can just study as much as you want. So I looked into that for Maya. And, you know, since um, the states in Canada have, you know, very... A similar, you know, education yeah. system. You can the the credits would transfer. Is what yeah. I'm trying to say. So, um, I thought um, if I've got to get her out, you know, because she kept saying I want out, I want yeah. out now. Like, book me the ticket. I'm not telling you again. Whatever, <laughs> whatever you have to do, get all the paperwork in order. Yeah. Um, I'm out of here. Um, you know, and then um, our really good friend of the family. I call her my auntie here because, you know, we in Korea don't understand, you know, family and uh, friend relationships if they're not the same age. Mm-hmm. So I always refer to her as my auntie. But she, you know, um, she said, like, look, we're going to open up our home if to, to Maya. We'll, we'll, we'll take her in if that's what you want. You know, you're more than welcome to send her. And I'm, you know, very grateful to her for always mm-hmm. being there for us. Um yeah, so I was fully prepared to like have Maya do online class, mm. um, and then you know she had you know this this option be, um, became available. So um, we were definitely gonna just send her. You know she was gonna be a country kid, live in the country on the lake. You know with her hot tub and um, you know yeah. and get a part time job. And this is another thing too. You mentioned like um, not knowing anything different. So you know I have a cousin at home with two older daughters. 
one, um, her younger youngest daughter is a year older than Maya. So she's recently bought herself a new car, you know, mm. and she's just 17. Yeah. You know, she has a part-time job. She saved up her money. She bought a car. And so Maya is sitting here. Taking looking at that, I'll get you know, a car when I'm forty. <laughs> looking, looking at, uh, looking at her, um, her cousin in Canada, you know, who's could be her next year. Looking at how if she stays here in Korea, what her life is going to look like, at, you know, next year. Study, 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 and more right. study. Whereas, you know, her cousins in Canada have a part-time job. They have free time. Could be doing well, listen, I don't do donuts friends. in the parking lot. I don't you know. think my kids fully understand yet. They're too young. Right. But I said, listen, tomorrow morning I'm going, we're having an interview with Auntie Stacy right. because she's going back to Canada. And she goes, I want to go back to Canada too. Right. And she said, why is she going home? And I said, well, my auntie's going to be studying in Canada. And she's like, I only want to do middle school in Canada. I'm like, you don't know yet, but that's the right thing. But you have no right. idea yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, they, it's already like, I think just seeing pictures and talking to their cousins and stuff online. And I think they already just get the feeling like, Gina knows her kindergarten was pretty strict and pretty tough and lots of homework. I think she already knows that or she has the feeling that it's easier and freer and different. I mean, don't get me wrong. There are a lot of positives to, you know, um, grow like uh, raising kids here. I mean, you know, if Maya said, I want to learn art. okay, we can send her the art academy. She wanted to learn the piano, the flute. Okay, yep. go to the music academy. You know, a lot of things that, like, my small town in Canada, you know, you don't have readily available. Or I it mean, would cost a fortune. Yeah, it would cost a fortune. Uh, you know, just different classes. So she, um, you know, she had a lot of opportunities here that she wouldn't have had necessarily at home. Yeah, but it's I, vice I don't versa, think a lot too, of us, you know? A lot of us parents, I don't think a lot of us, we, we have that marked in our brains mm-hmm. as... The time. What are you going to do? Middle school, high school is a turning point. You got to pick one or the other. And I mean, I always thought, spot. you know, before when she was very little, I had always, you know, said to my ex husband, you know, by the time when she's entering elementary school, we're going home. You know, she's going to start elementary school at home. Elementary, right? Because I, think that's I, a, I like elementary. I think right. that's a common a common thought here. But mm-hmm. I think when the kids enter elementary school, they go, oh. It's not so bad. It's fun, and the kids really enjoy it, and it's yeah, good. which is why we stayed, you know? I right. mean, like, I ended up getting divorced, and so it was all, you know, kind of out the window. Mm. But elementary school wasn't too bad the first couple of years. And then you get to, like, you know, five and six, and then, you know, the pressure really starts. Shit starts And, up. yeah, the pressure really starts. And, you know, and she made it through middle school with, with you know, <laughs> made it through, yeah. made it through yeah. with, um, you know, a few breakdowns here and there because it's it's a lot of pressure, you know. And yeah. again, it's it's the social media, too. She can see, you know, her cousins right. in Canada, yeah. um, you know, even friends that she made, you know, growing um, uh, growing up visiting Canada in the summers. Yeah. You know, she sees people her own age not having to do all of this after school. And at some point that must override what you're learning or what you're taught here, Mm -hmm. that they're not all poor. They're not all degenerates. Whatever they're doing is different than here and looks more fun than here. Mm -hmm. And they still have a life and a house and a car and a whatever. So, and then she's seeing it's, it's graduation season too. And she's seeing like, you know, um, things pop up and, you know, um, people getting all of these scholarships, you know, um, kids getting all these scholarships to go to university, and she's like, "That's possible at home." And yeah. I'm like, "I'm sure you'd be a, you know, yeah, with your 100%. work ethic, you know, Absolutely. if you even study like, like a quarter as much 
at home oh, in Canada yeah. that you study here in Korea, you know. But I mean, like, look, she's reality is she was born and raised in Korea, sure. and her English isn't, you know, native level one hundred percent. But being in an all English environment. Will you know? Will yeah, I mean, it's there. it's total yeah. total immersion. So you know, there are going to be struggles in in the beginning. Well, but, just with the accent, but you know. So yeah, you you know, I, I mean, I mean the I mean the, I mean the, I mean the East Coast accent. The uh, not her accent, Maya, you're fine. Um, you you mentioned to me a couple of weeks when we were chatting. You said the twelve o'clock was the study room in middle school and whatever to get into high school. But mm-hmm. when I met you guys at the park there, and right. and she said, and you had said, even it's more extreme once you get there. Right. That it can be two, three, four in the morning. Yeah. I mean, she told me last week she went to bed like one night at like two, two, two thirty, and her friends were still up studying. And that's insane. There, there has to be a breaking point. But you know, and she feels so she's at the point where she feels really bad for her friends because she knows that she has an out. You know, she's out of it. But her friends are still, you know, struggling to, you know, they've got to try to get into these schools. I can't wait to hear how they put put themselves in prison. How her, no, but the kid, it's not the kids' fault. It's, it's no, but I'm saying the, 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 the idea that society puts into their head that this is the only way to, to be successful or happy or make it right, but the kids can't really change that. Right, that, I mean, that's but how, that started. That's yeah, yeah. Well, this or the of kids adults, going through the system look back and go, "This is bullshit," and change it when they're older. But her her middle school teachers started started in on them. You know, you all realize that you know not everybody can get into these top schools, right. and yeah. you all realize oh. that um, you know even going to these top schools doesn't guarantee you a job. Sure. And so she started freaking out because you know her teachers are. Yeah. You know, the teachers are telling them, you know, there are a lot of people graduating from the top schools that, like, are unemployed right now. Right. And, you know, I mean, it's reality. Which is, which is even crazier. Right. Okay, so let's mm-hmm. just... But the guy eating hamburgers on YouTube makes 100 grand a month. <laughs> it's too big to fail. You can't just cancel the system. So much of this economy is tied to education and and the, the tentacles that are attached to that. It, you can't just cancel it. You said there's got to be a breaking point. Suicide is the breaking point. Mm-hmm. One of the highest suicide rates in the world. Right. And, and when you describe it, like I didn't, even, I know lots about the system, but the stuff she was saying and you were saying the other day when we talked, I mean, there's like, wow. And and that you can't be fully aware of that before you get, it's like a secret society where right, don't I mean, ask, don't tell, and just make it through and say, holy man, I got through. Uh, thank God. Mm-hmm. If there was a light, I think it's not not so bad to study, but if there was a if there was an end to it. But it seems like the, the the next step, you know, after middle school, like it's, you know, going to the hell of a high school mm-hmm. and then it's university and then you're in a company job and you got to wait, you know, and you're working on the weekends and I don't know, you wake up one day, you're CEO and you're like, oh, I'm here. And then there's no, you're like, oh shit, I feel the same as I did. And, and I've wasted all this time doing, doing well, nothing. Well, that's just you know? it. She's realizing that like um, the longer she stays here, hmm. you know, it's just wasting her time. Yeah. Because she's got, you know, she's got goals that she wants to accomplish and, you know, wasting her time memorizing these random, you know, facts. What word is not words. in? Yeah. <laughs> That's you my know? favorite one. But hold on. Wasting her time. <laughs> mm-hmm. but, it w- but it was only seven months ago right. she thought you were the worst person for trying to pick her up before 12. It's amazing how fast the perspective can change. Mm-hmm. And, and only because she has the options. Right. And that if other kids had the options, they would never be in there either. But doesn't exist you know and so we talked about like um, when she was like i want out of here 
And, you know, we talked about going to like a regular high school and that was just like totally like, she's like, why waste my time (laughs) at a regular high school? I got into this. Yeah. I got into this elite high school, but still we're back to square one. You get in, you, you go back to a regular high school where you're, you're, you're at the top of your class possibly, you know, uh, but, but it's for nothing, but it's all for nothing too, because you're, you're all focused on the, you know, the sunung, the, uh, the, but that's know, so the SATs, middle school. Right? The middle school where I taught it was either get into the science high school, <laughs> right. and the backup plan is get into the best normal high school right. you can go to, be top in your class, mm-hmm. and still compete that way to get into the the elite universities. And still, I mean, and she's realizing that, like you know, and she said, I would much rather graduate from a university in Canada that is more, you know, well-known, like around the world, even, mm. um, you know, having a diploma from Canada is going to get her further than having a diploma from Korea. Absolutely. Um, You're skipping a part here. Right. <laughs> it's very lucky that she can have a conversation with you that she wants out of an elite high school. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't imagine being in a high school and mm-hmm. telling my parents that I want out. <laughs> right. I don't think other Koreans can do that yeah. without getting no. slapped. And, <laughs> you know, and this brings us, like, full circle. I mean, like, um, uh, we Can talked we? about the young lady who's uh, Bowman, who's opened up her donut shop, right? I don't know if you've like reached out to her y- yeah. yet yeah, or yeah, not. Yeah, we wanted um, to do a mother, uh, we're gonna daughter, the right. mother daughter series, right? So, um, but someone decided, you know, but to she home. just totally, you know, from my understanding, she just totally quit high school. Yeah, you know, she didn't even finish. She quit high school she did altogether. Her equivalency, right? Um, and, um, you know, and that's, that in itself is unheard of here. I mean, just, but the, if anything, that's the, that's the beginning. And that would be like people. the young boys who want to like ride their motorcycles and be ch- chicken delivery drivers, you yeah. know, but it's also very frowned upon. And if that mm-hmm. donut shop, unfortunately, if it doesn't succeed, right. they'll be stomping on her when she's down and who knows where it goes from there. But <clears throat> hopefully she said she wants to go back. She wants to study culinary arts. She mm-hmm. wants to go to America and study. Right, right. So she does have goals and plans. It's just not remember what book wasn't in The Alchemist. Yes, exactly. She just trying to remember and what was just, in the donuts. It just came to, you know, a point in my daughter's life where she just, um, you know, had that like switch. Like, why am I like I'm I'm fully prepared to study for mm. things that are going to like, you know, Benefit help me yeah, right. in my life, in Absolutely. my future career goals. But right now, um, this craziness that i'm forced to you know not forced but i mean she chose to again she she knew it was going to be difficult but she didn't expect um no support from the teachers she didn't expect you know like uh um you know bullying to some extent from from, yeah backhanded comments from teachers you know um we're 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 gonna be coming through here right it's only a few years it'll be a blink of we just want to say about donna's donuts there Mm -hmm. even if it does fail She's learned more than any. Exactly. I mean, hey, she knows how to how to uh, count the money, Budget. order order the food, all mm-hmm. that stuff. Right. Customer service. But she doesn't know what problem solve. What words aren't in the alchemist? Unfortunately. <laughs> um, we're gonna be we're gonna be going through here in in the next whatever handful of years. Mm-hmm. I I think I'd be more have a tendency towards pushing them towards that route in the beginning. I, I don't just because I. I can foresee this mm-hmm. and I don't, and hearing your story, I don't want to go through this. And I don't think my kids would ever be like to, to win the system. It, it's, it's impossible here. Right. I don't think you could ever go through there and, and really mm-hmm. win the system. You're getting 
mentally sabotaged by doing till studying till 4 a.m. up at 6:30. Um, would you recommend to somebody doing this in the next few years encourage or push them if they have the opportunity to go home and do middle school, high school with your aunt or uncle or grandma or somebody else or looking back? Um, I know you wanted her to follow her dreams and she wanted to study. But if you knew what lied ahead, would you push her in a different direction? I mean, you know, it's would have, could have, should have right. sort of situation. And I mean, because... There's no right answer to I that. I mean, yeah. she's she's just turned 16 and we don't have a lot of friends here with kids older than her. Right, that's, so that's what I mean. I mean, you know, there what really wasn't, um, you know, not, we and didn't really have a lot of, to, you know, yeah, experience to go on. I mean, you know, we weren't looking at it with rose-colored glasses thinking everything was going to be fine because, you know, we know the realities of studying in Korea. But I mean, to some extent... You didn't think that, you know, there were going to be all these other factors, you know, like the, the teacher's backhanded comments, you know, the... When Gina gets um, to grade four, I'm going to put this podcast on her phone and make yeah. her listen. She's going to, Mom, I'm not studying in Korea anymore. No, and then like these days you've got, um, you know, I have uh, different forums that I'm on online, you know, people who, um, you know, maybe they are, um, you know, raising their, their mixed Korean children as well. I really don't like the word mixed Korean children, but, um, you know, um, yeah, I mean, you know, dads are Korean, moms are, are West, are Westerners. And, you know, there's one woman and she's like, oh, my daughter wants to go to high school in Korea. And my Maya said to me, like, well, she what? might as well just commit suicide now, yeah. you know, because growing up there, that's, so that's terrible. And she meant it, though. And, you know, oh, I, I, and I, it's it's funny. It's crazy. It's terrible. It's oh, she, I because, don't want my you know, kids to have to yeah. do that. And so Maya, she was like, you know, you've got to tell her like, that, that that's just crazy. You know, it's, uh, you know, rose colored glasses. I mean, they want to, you know, sure. They want to go and experience, you know, the culture where their father came from, blah, blah, blah. But high school is not the place to do it. Exactly. You know? Exactly. I mean, you don't fully understand, no. you know, what it um, you entails. Know. Uh. Yeah. And then you know, something popped up in my YouTube yesterday. It was um, a BuzzFeed, uh, a day in the life of a Korean student versus a day in the life of an, an American student. Mm. And the Korean girl that they had, first of all, it wasn't a realistic ex- uh, a realistic show of mm. what that girl's life was right. she wasn't wearing uniforms to school which means she's in some kind of artsy fartsy yeah, high yeah. school um and she was going to bed at 11 p.m oh, and yeah. you know You're it was just, just out at 11. yeah and it was her day her, and she was she was supposedly you know in the third grade you know high school three grade 12 and so whatever and I was watching it, and I'm just thinking, this is not, you know, this is not a that reality, was vacation. you know. That was vacation. <laughs> right. And they're trying to show the differences between the two schools, and it's like, this is not reality. No. First of all, she's waking up in the dormitory, okay. Um, being able to take breaks during the day, not not realistic. Um, my know, page at home, the kids are getting in trouble for skipping school to go swimming in the sand pits. Oh, my. At, at lunchtime, and, mm-hmm. and not coming back. Uh, yeah, it's... It just totally was not, you know, so you're, you know, I mean, they were trying to show like the differences, obviously, but I mean, that, from my experience, yeah, <laughs> from my experience, that totally was not a day in the life of a typical high school yeah. student, you know? Yeah. When, when Maya said, I want to, was there a big sense of relief? I mean, you know, panic, 
pan, panic, but I, I am I can imagine right. panic, but relief, or like, is there a sense that oh, I, I'm glad she's making this decision, and this craziness is going to be over, and I hope she can right. do what she wants? Is right. there a a really big feeling like that? Or no, is it like, I think initially panic. Once the dust settles a little bit, you get you nail down the I job. Mean, yeah. Now it's exactly uh, no, no. But I mean, even before, right. but that's what I mean. As a, as relief. a parent, when right. they say that, is that like, oh my god? But but yeah. she's making the decision. You didn't force her to go there. Right. right you didn't right. force her to to not want to go there. Mm-hmm. But you know, she's yeah, she's she's, she's removing herself. She's removing the, so the difficulty of her. Life. Exactly. I don't want her to have the stress anymore. Yeah. You know, so that's a relief. But then knowing that you know. Um, she might not be fully prepared for, you know, Canadian high school life because she doesn't have the language skills that, that her friends growing sure. up in Canada yeah. did. So there was a panic. Well, we you all know, went like, to school with kids and immigrants who mm-hmm. they were some of the and, and probably the opposite, a little bit less, maybe not as affluent in English, but but mm-hmm. genius in everything else. Right, right. So right. Sure. you play the cello, the piano, the violin and the ukulele mm-hmm. and you're a genius. And can you be my tutor? And. And you can part-time tutor the other students for money and holy right. shit. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think she'll be... I mean, you know, because up until, you know, up until recently when she started saying she wanted to go to Canada, you know, I was panicking the opposite way, thinking, like, <laughs> what are we going to do the whole time here? Yeah. You know, what am I going to do, you know, as a single mom, you know, how long... Can you be a grandma I, playing Paduk in the park? You know, yeah, how long can <laughs> I realistically stay in Korea? Mm. You know, because at, until that point, she didn't want to go to school in Canada. She wanted mm. to stay here, right. you know. And it's always been, like, what they want, yeah. you know, and what's best for them. Remember so, that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you guys so, are listening in the future. So, so now that you kind of got over these first couple of big humps mm. and you're going home and, I mean, you're... You got a wicked situation where you have a job lined up already, and you're you're a lot more set up than ninety nine point nine percent of people going home. Very fortunate. Is is now it really exciting? Is it really, or is it still? Um, it's gonna be more exciting once uh, you gentlemen come and take everything <laughs> out of my house. <laughs> you need some Lego. You need some toys. Bookshelves. Um, yeah. I mean, right now the biggest challenge I think is just. Um, you know, getting us there right? because of all the Corona restrictions and, you know, quarantine and things like that. Um, you know, once I, uh, got confirmation that I, that I, um, that I got the job, I, you know, booked plane tickets the next day. Mm. So I have a, a good friend that I've never actually met in person, um, that works for Korean air. And she, you know, she looked up, um, you know, what the best flight would be and uh, recommended this specific flight. I went right online and bought the tickets. Beautiful. And, I would have had know, a party right after that. I would have started Yeah, the I party. bought the tickets. <laughs> but then, you know, um, just prior to that, um, I had sent all of our documents away to get our passports renewed. So oh, um, coming up. passports had to be renewed this fall anyway. Yeah. And I always renew, you know. Six Mine and the early. kids, we renew all together, right? So I only needed Maya's passport to be renewed, but I renewed them all anyway because, you know, you want to keep keep track of everything. And um, so the passports have been sent away, um, you know, 20 working days for Canadian passports. It only took four days to get their Korean passports done because it's all processed. How here. long are they? 10 years? Um, five years for the Korean passports. I was going to ask, for, right? how does kids. that work? work and what are your intentions for the kids i mean i think 
Well, I, I, get, I get no idea other than I think for Tay, he has to decide which one at 18. And if he doesn't do the army, then he has to give up his Korean one, right? Right. So, you know, the rules have changed over the years. When I first had Maya, um, you know, at the Canadian embassy, they told me, um, you know, when she turns, whether it's like 18, international age, 20, oh, 21. Too? Yeah, for her too. They told mm-hmm. me that um, she had to decide when she was of age, which one or the other. Now, since then, the rules have changed, you know, that the kids are eligible to keep both of their passports. Um, you just have to follow the rules of the country of which you're living in at the time. So so she can smoke weed when she's in Canada? Well, I mean, you know. <laughs> yeah, but when you're in Korea, you get prosecuted as a Korean. You can't right. pull out your Canadian passport right. and say, I'm a Korean. Basically. Uh, and for you. Tay, it would be like, you know, when he's of age, he has to do the military service. Do you so, think there's even one millimeter chance that he would do that or? You know, we've talked about, like, um, you know, that. And, I mean, either he gives up, um, you know, his Canadian... It gives up his Korean citizenship and he doesn't have to do the army service. But there are certain restrictions to that as well. You know, if you... um, There's probably a timeline attached. I'm not 100% sure. But from what I've read, you know, because we have other moms in the same situation. We try to keep Mm. up with, you know, the latest news when you have boys with dual passports if he decided to give up his pass his korean passport he would not be allowed back into korea mm. until he's like 40 45, 45 whatever the age is yeah. um you know so if he wanted to come back and visit his grandma he wouldn't be able to even as a canadian as a, well they wouldn't let him in because he's a dual citizenship and he's he's given up his korean passport they, would, yeah, they wouldn't let him come in. up on the expat so, side too. Right. Yeah. And it's changing yeah. now. But, no, but he'd be a soul. Oh, okay. Never mind. I get it. Right. Yeah. Because he'd be like a deserter, okay. you know, basically. Right. And they wouldn't let you back in mm. until you're past the conscription age right. or whatever. Right. Um, and, you know, but I think it is it is still changing that, like, if we went back now and he gave his, his citizenship up now earlier rather than later that he could enter as a canadian citizen i think there is a Mm. you know a grace period you're not leaving at 18 so you don't get to go the exactly so but if he you know decided to give it up at 18 for the sole purpose of not having to go to the army then they wouldn't let him back in so it's still kind of you know a gray area that i'm not 100 percent sure on but you know it's it's beneficial i don't know what he wants to do in the future maybe he wants to come back to korea and study yeah. here mm. you know maybe he wants to you know start a business talk to your who, sister who <laughs> but um it's highly unlikely yeah. it's highly unlikely but you know will um their dad is looking into that right now too about like whether um you know it's going to be beneficial for him to give it up or not but cool you know it's his birthright you know you don't really want to have to you want to you want to keep away. your options yeah, you keep wanna, your options open for mm-hmm. sure uh, what are the biggest worries going home? You know, not... In, in terms of transitioning into um, a new life in a new country. I mean, you arrive beginning of August, right? So it's a bit of a downtime. The kids can... This eye is totally dry. This eye is like my allergies kicking in. Oh, I didn't know if um, you were going to say it's Nate's arm. No, no, no. Um, <laughs> but you get, to, you get to arrive at a, at a at kind of a good time where you, you'll be ready to work, but the kids will have some... Some time to get figured out and sorted um, yeah, out. Yeah, and my um, my auntie just sent me the the link to the school calendar, so they don't start till like after Labor Day. I can't remember which yeah, day it is, September but September fifth. Um, yeah, they've got, um, you know, they've got some time after we come out of quarantine to kind of you know adjust to. Um, right now, I'm just still not sure where they're going to be placed when they get into school. Because usually we have, you know, age-appropriate placement, which would put Maya in starting grade 11 and Tay starting in grade 7. 
according to their mm. peers because that's their are, regular grade. That would be their regular grade because we are six months behind okay. here in Korea. Even though we start in March, and March is earlier, obviously, than September. But it's a year. It's, it's a year yeah. behind. So, um, you know, my niece, who is a month younger than Tay, mm. you know, she'd be going into grade seven. And Maya's friends are going into grade 11. It's right, just the because way. Because Lena's cousin, who's like seven months younger than her, is already right. in grade one. Or yes, one. because we start, um, the right. kids The kids go the Earlier, next year. Yeah, yeah. Right. So my niece had started school in September, and Tay didn't start school until the following March. So we're six months, um, you know. And so both kids are only finishing half a semester of their respective grades. Mm. Um, but that puts them into the next grade going into Canada. Sweet. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if they're gonna, you know, put them behind and say like you've got to do grade do you, six and grade ten again, or if they're gonna put them will they be age just, appropriately? Will they be in a regular class? Do they have a teacher's aide? Do they have some extra? Um, well, see, this is this is how I mom right? Yeah, <laughs> this is this is where I come in because I'm not one hundred percent sure. I'm I'm not familiarized one hundred percent with. Um, my duties in my new role, but mm. it is an English as an additional language support, which means I would go to classrooms where teachers have students um, who oh, yeah. need help with How funny language, you... <laughs> and I have to, um, you know, you're going support the get, teacher, right? You're going home to get paid to, <laughs> to tutor your own kids? <laughs> well, that that's could awesome, be, man. right? There's, there's another woman who is also hired for the same position, so, um, you know, conflict of interest or whatever i don't know if i you know she might be the one you know Um, but i don't think i would be helping the kids directly from my understanding you're you're there to give the teacher some support which might involve supporting the students as well but it's supporting families who are new to the area as well and you know just helping them with the transition into an english-speaking environment and i think that's a pretty important job and and role now with so many immigrants and Canada's got a small population. If we right. don't have the immigrants, mm-hmm. wh- what do we have? So, and in the states as well. I remember when I was doing my masters, and they said, and that was like three or four years ago, that at that point, fifty-one percent of the student population was not English-speaking by mm-hmm. birth, and how important these the ESL understanding is for regular teachers and for assistants, because so many of the students are in that situation, and, right. and lots of them are where the parents don't speak English. Right. Mm-hmm. And the kids are brought up in a, in an America or a Canada that the parents don't understand, and they need to have these liaisons because it's really challenging. The no Child Left Behind Act, they got some things in there where they can have meetings with the parents and show them how to, how to keep their kids up to speed. And, yeah. But it's still not... I remember I was in a class with a music teacher, and he said he was teaching the kids like what he assumed were kind of popular songs that everyone would like. He goes... And then I had this moment of realization, like, oh, like 70% of my class is not <laughs> from, well, you didn't grow up in America. Like, this is, you know, it's kind of a yeah. weird moment of realization. Eh? And that's the same thing, too, with with my kids, you know, like pop culture. I mean, you know, Maya and Tay, I mean, they have their, you know, friends at home, their English-speaking friends, you know. They've somewhat, They're going to think Tay's a BTS, don't kept, think. Yeah. <laughs> kept up, you know. Um, Tay has a a really good older friend who, um, you know, was born in Korea as well, is living, um, you know, in the States with his dad now. And they just, you know, they only speak English to each other. So 
I mean, I think I'm less worried for him than I am for Maya, mm. even though she's older, because he's got the daily like English practice with his older friend, you yeah. know. Whereas she's stuck at the school, you know, cramming. <laughs> you know, I'm. I, she's not losing her English, but she's not really having the the chance to advance yeah. it yeah, yeah, as yeah. much as he is. You know, just in your regular everyday conversational. I think that'll come you know, quick. Oh, this, it's going to be. Quick. You know, I I grew up with. Probably a semester thing, I think. Like, once yeah. Once you know, social yeah. When you, when you mm-hmm. came here, your, you said your English wasn't fluent? Or was that after high school? After high school. After high school. Yeah. And then what was the... You went into an all-English environment? Yeah, then I just went with other friends in university who had much better English than yeah, yeah. me. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of forced to adapt there. Yeah. Like, yeah. this is what I mean. I went to it's, high school with guys who spoke right? English like this. And it's just an accent. It's not, they're completely comfortable in English, mm-hmm. just the accent, and you might get teased for the accent, but you'll get praised for other stuff, mm-hmm. if that's BTS or Blackpink or or whatever, but yeah, I, th- I think they'll... Uh... I think just um, general day-to-day life, we're, we're used to certain conveniences here, you know, um, Every, Maya everything's says, within yeah. 300 meters of your house. Maya <laughs> says it'll uh, be like she, slow motion in the East Coast. <laughs> Maya says she needs this book for school. You know, uh, I need this novel. I need this, or right. I can go onto the you know coupon app and I can get it, and it's here tomorrow. Yeah. You know, um, certain conveniences like that. Uh, you know the Valley Valley culture it's going to arrive in six months right (laughs) anything I need literally yeah you can order before noon and it's here tomorrow morning right some things you get you know the same day Um, just going (laughs) back into like the slow motion of you know quiet small town life I mean I think town and county for me now I may be 7,000 town and county Jesus that's like your high school you know, it's just really s- small. She's, she's, you know, the kids are city kids, more so Maya than Tay because he's not, you know, she likes to, on the weekend, you know, we'll take her, you know, we have a date. We, uh, we go to a coffee shop. She finds a nice coffee shop. We mm. go and have a coffee. That's her winding down from her week of studying, yeah. you know. So she gets dressed up. We go have a little coffee date. Um, you know, we might go to the store and she buys new pens and pencils and notepads mm. and things like that. You know, things for school. I only used one pen for four years of high school. No, she, she goes through she goes through so many pens, and she has a favorite, and she gets the refills. Uh, you know, she gets the refills for the pen. These ones write that's, the best. That's a culture here. I, like, know? I used to go get, oh, school starting, a blue binder and, like, a 12-pack of big pens. Like, I mean, that was the, that's the only individuality they have, though. I mean, yeah. like, to have, like, you know, not so yeah. much... Cute these days. It's like function though. She wants yeah. the the cute like um study planners and the notepads, you know. And I just say yes to it. Like if you want these things to study, go ahead. Yeah. You know, buy buy new buy new school supplies. You know, it's not like she's asking me like um you know for things that are not useful. I mean, yeah. these are useful for her. So it's more um, like identity for high school students. Like, so this is my brand of water pouch. Or <laughs> and another thing too. I mean, she's worn uniforms the whole time here. So you know, no individuality. Look she wasn't. Out, she out. wasn't able to. Um, you know, no Express jewelry. Yeah. No jewelry. Her hair, even her natural brown hair. We had to like have you know certification. We have to tell the <laughs> tell yeah. Oh, we had to tell the school. Who do we talk about that with? It was just recently we talked to somebody. Yeah, I yeah, you had to um, um, 
My hair is not dyed brown. Like yeah, you my the... hair is not dyed brown. My hair is a natural brown. It, you needed to oh, be you need certified. To go back to the yes, so right, it's not right. Di- they know it's not. I mean, dyed, they yeah. they assumed maybe because you know she was a um, you know a mixed child, but um, at one point during vacation, she during vacation she had some highlights put in, and then we had to cover them back up before she went to school. Yeah. And back in line. Yeah, and a, there was a little bit that didn't insane, get covered man. up. But the part that didn't get covered up was, you know, her natural highlights anyway. Yeah. And, you know, the teacher had told her, you've got to cut off another two inches of your hair. I'll stab like, you where in the we neck can with still those same see, scissors. Yeah. Yeah. Where That's we can insane. still see that, you know. And, yeah, so just, um, you know, socks. For Maya, it was always like sneakers and socks. Yeah. So those are the only two things that she could really, you know, accessorize here I, here with. Here I come grade 11, right. high heels and... <laughs> so, oh, I don't... Oh, man. I don't get it. She's already got so a part-time job. So what you're saying, job, uniformity is part-time job. Uniformity. Part-time job. Like my a, auntie has a, oh. a clothing store. My auntie has a consignment clothing store. And Beautiful. she's already offered Maya a uh, part-time job. So she's going to work every Saturday at the store. You you said the, I think once fashion, she gets a taste fashion. of that, taste of the money, she'll be getting two more jobs too. She's pretty Another pretty friend ambitious. has already asked her to tutor her daughter in Korean. The mom's Korean. The dad's uh, Canadian. Awesome. To, um, oh my know, gosh. So I mean, you get you get so many opportunities. But she when you said big right city now. kids, hey, after one or two semesters there, if they say, "Mom, this is too slow," you know what? You got the options, man. And you can you only got two years of high school left. You can go to university anywhere you want. So th- those options are also there for them if they want to get back into the big city style. But, right. I mean, she's just you know she she enjoys going to the different little coffee shops. She loves Starbucks. Her you know fancy drinks. Latte juice. You know she's. Yeah. She's just gonna have to adjust to you know small town. <laughs> I can't life. wait to hear how it how it goes and to to hear how perspective. We have changed. a lot of you know I've been away for a long time, but there's you know family friends you know very supportive uh, people sure. going back to. So um, in the beginning, I was just kind of thinking like, oh, we're gonna you know just panicking. We're gonna arrive in Canada. You know, we're gonna do our quarantine. Go back to um, you know my mom's my mom's house. And it's going to be, like, totally empty. Mm. I pictured us all sleeping together on the floor, you know, mm. like, um, just... Uh, no undo. I had, yeah, you know, just, <laughs> like, how am I going to furnish this house? Like, that's totally, like, empty. I've never yeah. had to, like, really do that before. Um, people were reaching out and saying, like, oh, we'll, we'll look for different pieces and we'll see if we can, mm. you know, get you this and get you that. Like, so I'm very blessed to have based, you know, these people. Based on um, your Facebook you know, announcement. You're in good hands. Yeah, you know, but it's like... I, I thought if I went home, I was like, hmm, Stacy's got the whole East Coast offering to help her out. Right, she right. in 25 years, like, I might have like three or four on the list there, yeah. you know? Good, good. See you soon. Good. Holy man. I was reading the comments on yours. A fantastic group of people you're going back to. It's like, um, you know, people that you haven't seen or even, like, talk to face-to-face, I mean, since, like, elementary school, really, because mm. I've been gone so long. Yeah, you must have been you know? popular. But, I mean, you just, you have you have friends. It's a small-town mentality. And, yeah. like, if you've got Facebook. We've watched each other's kids grow up over the years, you know? Yeah. But, um, yeah, like, what's your aesthetic? Like, what do you, you know, like, let me know what your, um, uh, what kind of interior design you're planning. Well, look, I have no idea. You know, just, <laughs> um, the kids are Korean. They've slept on the floor before, mind you, you know, heated ondol floors here, mm. you know, but they're, 
Um, they're looking forward to, Maya's looking forward to a Canadian style bed, like a hotel, like a, you know, high off the, what do you call it? I mean, here our beds are so close yeah, to the you need ground, oxygen you know, masks are so high you know, yeah, Jesus. they're just, she wants a big <laughs> double bed, you know, that's the one thing that she's asked, you know, like a big double bed. She's excited to go to, you know, yard sales and get vintage things and, um, oh. go shopping, you know, at the used clothing stores because she, so cool. she has her own vintage, you know, she wants Vintage, vintage. She wants to buy a record player and have records and. You go, sounds like freedom. Sounds like you're leaving the Yeah, she's got plans. Just discovering a, a, an alternate way of life and, and not getting stuck in a bubble. I think it's so good for the kids to and that, to really expand. Kay their just mind. wants that's to take his think, computer. That's know? what I think. Having the hybrid he wants to kids. Take his computer. I I think that's what their advantage is all the time is that you have options, more options than. The average person. And Maya is very mindful of that. Like these days, especially with like her friends studying for exams. Come to Canada. Come to Canada. Uh Yeah, her friends studying for exams. She felt really bad that she wasn't studying as much as they were. Yeah. You know? Survivors And she's like, Mom, I'm just like so many things. So (laughs) many, yeah. So many things going through her head right now. She's just overwhelmed. And she's like, I just needed, I just need to like, you know, stop studying a little bit early tonight and just take a nap. And she felt guilty for doing it because her friends were her yeah. friends were still studying. You know? I would love her to write a book. I, I would just love to. Yeah. To I, I don't know if she has notes of whatever going through, but it might. Have you ever considered something like that? Not writing a book, but Maya, write all your ideas down. You never know five years later when you might. Well, hold on. She. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just mean. I just yeah. mean now when it's fresh. Like I look yeah. back at some of my records from when I traveled all over the world. And I think. Mm-hmm. Ah, if I did it again, I'd be so much more diligent. I don't mean writing every day, but but being more diligent in in accuracy, maybe because wow, it'd be fun to reflect more. But, but she's not the only kid in the in that situation. She could potentially speak to like a whole generation of of kids. You know, but but that's that's what I mean. But not to force on someone. But would you ever or have you ever or guys have you ever talked about like having notes or taking notes about how you're feeling? Someone said the best thing you could do or the best thing about Corona is that people are online every day. And when they look back in 20 years, it's all on Facebook. All their feelings, all their emotions, all their things, their logs were in the past. Mm-hmm. People didn't have those logs to go back to. Oh, I've been bearing all my emotions. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> no, I think she's, she's into, um, you know, um, she probably wants to start a YouTube channel. She's talked about that 100%. for a while. Um, she talked about that for a while, but I think, you know, just the focus, like, you know, time restraints here, she's sure. never really been able yeah. to do it. And, you know, we're fortunate that we have, um, you know, we have friends of the family that are um, very famous here in Korea. And, um, you know, the mom has, you know, more than a million, you know, followers on Instagram. Yeah. She's She started the, the YouTube, how, I don't know how many people are on her YouTube now, but she's got... Not you know, as many as ours. Um, <laughs> she's, she's offered Maya, you know, um, to promote. Nick. You know, like um, sign her up. Now. Not really promotion, but just she, her Show following up. Maya on Instagram is enough. You know, right. people have contacted Maya like, "How do you know that family?" And like, da da da. And people following Maya because the mom and dad both follow mm. Maya right. on Inst. You know, so oh, very, God. you know, very. Famous um, television personality, soccer player. You know, he he popped in on Maya's um, Instagram live and was like, "Where are you? Like, what are you doing?" You know, because to, to Maya, like that's that's uncle. Wow, that's you huge. know, yeah. that's uncle, right? Yeah. And to her friends who were also watching, 
Whoa. You know, like, why is he like watching you? Da, 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 right? Yeah. And so she's got that, you know, those people in her life that if she wanted to start and was serious with this YouTube, why you know, not? they both have their own successful YouTube channels yeah. that, you know, they could give her some you know, pointers awesome. and tips. So, and I think just now having been through and, and experienced so much in terms of Korean life and going home, what a, what a time to reflect and kind of document how your perspectives change and, and how you feel about it. Going home. Best memories of Korea, and uh, maybe some. Bry asked this a lot. What are some things that you've experienced or, or gained from living in Korea that you would take back home with you? I mean, definitely work ethic. Um, you know, <laughs> not that. How come the Holy Coast is lazy? Well, no, no, I'm not. I'm not knocking. You know, my my roots, but I mean, we um, as a single mom here. Like I mentioned earlier, you know, you don't work, you don't get paid. Yeah. You know, we don't have the social systems in right. place here okay. to um, to get support from that, you know, if I was in the same situation at home in Canada, there would be government support. Right. You know, there would be, you know, um, financial support available for right. somebody in my position. Um, and lots of other assistance, lots of other right, resources of, that you can Yeah, counsel. exactly, right? And even with this new job position that I've... Um, that I've uh, accepted, you know, when I was growing up, we didn't have any, anything like that. I mean, like my friends who were immigrants to Canada, you know, they had to, uh, you know, one friend, she arrived when she was in middle school. And um, I remember her telling me that she spent almost a year, like with a private tutor, you know, just to get her yeah. able to speak English enough yeah. that she could go to, you know, American go school. to, go to school, um, you know, support, support for our, um, you know, indigenous children, support for the um, African Nova Scotian children. You know, there's just different support systems in place um, that we didn't have before. So um, I'm really surprised by that. Um, it's, a, it's definitely a good thing. But yeah, I mean, it's just these days um, going back, scheduling. We're so used to having a very busy, hectic lifestyle mm. here that in a time management um, I'm going to have to get used to managing my time a little bit differently now. Well, I think you, and you might, it sounds strange, but you might have to learn how to relax and, and <laughs> no, no, it, no I, I, I agree a hundred percent. I'm not saying <laughs> it's just, it's just funny. Like nobody had, I think we're masters of relaxing at home, but hold on a sec. Do you, it could be just me, but if I'm, uh, I, I'm getting better these days, but at some point it was like, if I'm not maximizing every hour of every day if i'm not leveraging this time to to get ahead in, in whatever way mm -hmm. i choose that it's it's kind of wasted time just sitting around i don't know how many times i used to at home just lay down like sleep the whole afternoon away and it was totally fine everything was cool yeah. um not a care in the world yeah i've never been able to have a nap here you know just but here and that's what i'm saying going home if you're working if you're doing the the regular schedule like for me, even still, personally, like during Corona, I had like six weeks of Saturdays off, and I was like, "Wow, oh, this is what life is like." Right. <laughs> it was an interesting, you know, it was just an interesting, uh, and then going back experience. into, you know, I mean, I did go to teachers' college, so you know, I had always planned on, you know, just being a teacher and mm. having that, you know, um, that kind schedule. of lifestyle, that schedule, the the, you know. Uh, holidays and uh, summer vacation off and then you know I came to Korea I'm going to Korea for a year what the hell are you gonna you know? do man <laughs> I'm going to Korea for a year and it turned into 24 and so I'm used to a whole 
different kind of schedule here. Mm. Um, just different things like uh, meal planning, you know, because right now, you know, we have grandma. Um, grandma, grandma takes care of my house and my kids. You mm. know, I'm, I go to work. I, I pay the bills, yeah. you know, and, you know, I come home after school. I come home. Um, she's got dinner on the table for me. And, you know, I don't really have to do too much meal planning, mm. you know, besides weekends, um, meal planning, housework. I mean, I do clean my own house, oh. but for the most part, it's grandma. Mm. And, you know, um, yeah. And I mean, that's going to be something that like, you know, I have to plan now. You know, we're going to be going to school in Canada. How do I get the kids to school? I'm assuming that there's a bus, you know, like uh, overthinking too many things. You know, they go to school. I go to work. When does my work end? You know, when do the kids finish school? You know, I mean, they're going to be old enough that they can take care of themselves after school anyway. But, you know, for me to finish work and come home and have time like with them to be able to like cook dinner together, do homework together... This is just mind-boggling to me. Wow. So I haven't really wrapped my head around yeah. being able to do that yet. Yeah. You're gonna have some big shoes to fill. I've seen grandma's uh, <laughs> grandma's these, meals lately. These 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 days, I'm you know not taking it for granted. You know, I'm snapshotting yeah. like every yeah, uh, every uh, dinner. That'll but, be a big adjustment. Yeah, um, and then what else? Um, yeah, try not to get too emotional about all of this. But yeah, grandma's gonna come and visit next year. My brother and his wife, you know, are going to fly to Canada next summer and bring grandma with them. Oh, beauty. And, um, you know, as a Korean, she'll get six months. So I keep telling her, brush up on your, uh, brush up on your English, grandma, you know, because, um, you know, <laughs> depending on how long she'll stay. I mean, because my brother and sister-in-law won't be able to stay like the whole time. Mm. So, you know, we want to maximize grandma's, um, you know, mm -hmm. time with us. So oh, more than likely. Have a big house for you to clean or keep you busy. Or no, cooking no, no. Expertise. More than likely, they'll bring her like at the beginning of the summer sometime. Mm -hmm. And, you know, she'll stay for the duration of the summer. And, you know, we'd have to get her back to Korea somehow, you know, but I'm sure there is some kind of, you know, service that we could sign uh, yeah. grandma up for 100%. that they would take her, you know, gate to gate. Yep. Um, but yeah, so she's she's excited. She knows that, um, you know, this is what the kids need for their, you know, their education yeah. and their, you know, mental health more than anything. So yeah. and the, the I mean. People always ask, or when we first come here, what's, how can you move to a different country? It's so hard. I mean, we got a lot of technology to facilitate conversation and, and connectedness These days, yeah. I mean, like, borders. look, when I first came to Ulsan, we mm. had one, there was one internet cafe. <laughs> yeah. One. Yeah. Marky one, speaks highly of it. You know, Friday night email yeah, checks. One, one, yeah, uh, one PC bong that we would go to, and you could have, like, a coffee or, you know, have a... Uh, have something to drink and you check your email, uh, you know, before you go to, you know, go out for drinks with your friends. 24 years and, later, I checked it 17 times at breakfast. You know, and then, yeah. Um, and I mean, after that, maybe within six months, there was another one that opened up downtown in the old downtown. Mm -hmm. So then you had options. You could go to like, you know, Mugodong next to the university. The really smoky one or the little smoky one. And then one. you could go to the other one, you know. Um, and then boom, within the next year, they you know, everywhere, come everywhere around. The well, when I was working in Ghana and I was in a village of maybe a couple thousand people, there was one call center. If, if my mom or dad tried to call, which was never easy to get through anywhere, 
But if they called, they would stay on the line and they would say, Brian, go and tell Madingo there's a call for him. And you would have to run a kilometer down the road to my place and say, is Madingo here? Someone is calling for him. And then I would have to sprint down to the phone shop and hope that the line didn't disconnect before I got there. Oh, geez. And then I'm like, this is mom and dad from Canada. And by, by after 10 minutes, half the town is lined up to make their phone call. Mm-hmm. Their phone calls are like 30 seconds. And and there's guys banging on the thing. It's like, oh, it's Madingo. And he's talking, just wait a few minutes. And I'd feel the pressure after like 10, 15 minutes, half the town's getting lined up to make their call. And I'm like, mom, you can't understand what's going on here, but there's... 40 people ready to kill me outside. We gotta, I gotta cut you short. Mm-hmm. Sorry. No doubt. But yeah, the, the, the pads and the technology now is amazing for staying in touch. Yeah. I've never heard your, your Africa stories before. Yeah. Lots, have to, lots of them. Have to fill me in. <laughs> what, what will you miss the most about Korea? Oh, geez. Coupon. Coupon. <laughs> yeah, just the, probably just the, the ease of, just of every day. I mean, uh, you're getting me all choked up over here, boys. Yeah, I love wit- I left witches. Coupon, coupon I le- did it. It wasn't talking for an hour, boy. I left the witches till the end. I knew this was going to happen. I, I was like, take it easy on me. Don't get me all, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just, you know, friendships, right? No, doubt. You got, uh, you built a, you built a life over you're gonna here. You're going to have to do some heavy editing <laughs> at the end. Heavy editing here at the end. The... You have your your group of sisters there, and I mean, it must have come up before that some of you guys would be moving on. I know, I know a few of them at least have talked about it. Are you the first one to to commit and make the jump, or? Um. Yeah. I mean, we've we've had other friends, you know, who have who have left, but out of my close circle of friends, I mean, I the think real I'm probably probably the first <laughs> one to uh, jump ship. Yeah. Do, um, you do, know, do you think others will in the near future? At least one of them has been planning for for years. <laughs> yeah, she she hasn't. Uh, <laughs> um, she's been. It's been in the works for a while, and she's now saying that. Yeah. No, I'm okay. Um, she's been saying that you know she's gonna head out like next year. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I had another friend stop over yesterday, and um, she started crying, and I yeah. started crying. Oh, of course. And. Um, <laughs> You know, there was just different plans. We were each going to. Okay, I gotta calm down. Okay. Well, you know, we, we, we had plans to uh, visit each other's countries and. But and, d- uh, in in one aspect, don't you think this might be the start of all that? That that now people might be, might be going back, and you might be the first domino to fall, of a bunch, and start the. I mean, like, location-wise, though, I mean, like, you know, east coast of Canada is not something that you're you're not going to be visiting if you're just planning on, right. you know, it's not a place that you can easily stop well, stop into unless you're, yeah. like, you know, and, I mean, we're just going to hope that plane ticket prices aren't skyrocketing yeah. and mm. that uh, it's going to be affordable for people. But, I mean, like, look, too, I mean, there's also other friends who, you know, they might not have the option of being able to go home, mm. and right. um, you guys are you're going to be the the reason for a lot of envy. I, I bet a lot of people are looking at your situation, going like, "Oh, Jokenta, I wish we could we could move." On. You know, yeah. you know, Andy, Andy, Andy Fawcett. Oh, I I know the name. Yes, oh, online, you, you, right? you, Yeah, but you know him from mm-hmm. here. But he's been gone eight. Did he say eight years? Yeah, he said, "Boys, years. it's been eight years." I'm like, "Huh? Oh, 
Holy shit, man. I, I feel like he was here a couple years ago. Well, but... I mean, just with the whole corona, we've lost two years yeah. already. Uh, so when you keep saying, like, oh, just the last time we met, well, oh, yeah. That that's was all like, before you know, corona, yeah. But he said, I got my tickets, guys. I'm coming back at Christmas. And I went, holy shit. That's been nine years, eight or nine years. And I think, wow. You know, and that, that was a friendship. that he I worked with him the first day I got here. That was the first job was with him. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he went up north to Tuck Yuck Chuck or whatever. And he worked for... A few years up there and but i just can't believe because of technology how long it's been and uh and that you do always stay in contact and if it's us in canada or him coming here or whatever that's always up there and that's i mean definitely i mean we've got you know all the social media and i mean like look it's been it's been a while since i've seen a lot of these ladies um you know face to face anyway and we've managed to keep you know our friendships going online you know, it's just going to be an extension of that. Um, you know, when we go, when we um, go back, but and that'll that'll make the the reunion somewhere in, in a few years. All that uh, all you know, that yeah. And then, like, look, um, coming into a position where I will have the summers off. You know, travel is always going to be an option. Um, you know, starting fresh after yeah, that is living. a benefit of a teacher. <laughs> yeah, after living here as long as we have. I mean, um, you know, we're going to be. Even just getting us home, the plane tickets weren't that expensive. I mean, they were cheaper than I thought they were going to be, but still, you know, you're... Um, you're still over a mil. You're still over three million. No, no, but over uh, per, a mil. Per, per ticket. Per yeah, ticket. yeah, per ticket, right. Um, you know, but you're always looking at prices like that going back to the East Coast anyway. I was going to say the into, East Coast. That's really yeah, cheap. That's cheap. Yeah, flying into Vancouver, Toronto, you know, flying into New York even, you've got, you know, cheaper prices. But mm. um, look... I totally was, you know, more than prepared to pay for that. It's just, um, you know, getting into quarantine and and trying not to think about how expensive the quarantine hotel is going to be. If uh, or no, is it's, it it's reality that I, I'm going to have to stay in the in the quarantine hotel. I don't make some absurd demands. There's like no time to get the two there. vaccines. I only had the one vaccine so far, and the next one is scheduled like two weeks after uh, I'm arrive. I'm arriving in Canada, so. Um, yeah, quarantine hotel, unless, you know, in, unless in the next month they, they bypass the quarantine hotel yeah. and just let you go. Which is also to... a decent possibility. I mean, they didn't implement that until No, like it is a possibility. A I mean, ago, because right? they still, you know, if you, travelers arriving, um, by land, you know, if you're right. just driving over the yeah. border, they're not required to do the hotel, right. only, um, incoming travelers. So there's this big, you know. Flying to Buffalo, drive over the. Yeah. You know, so, um, you know, I, I've had at least two friends contact me saying, if you haven't gotten your plane tickets yet, why don't you fly to like somewhere in Vancouver and, uh, you know, rent a car and go across the border or any of the border yeah. cities flying into one of the American border cities yeah. crossing yeah, over, sure. um, crossing over because it's a big thing now. I mean, yeah. I read an article about like, t- um, so ridiculous, private yeah. drivers, <laughs> private drivers in New York, um, you know, flying people, uh, people, people flying into New York and driving across, sure. um, you know, because it's at least a thousand dollars, if not more, a thousand, two thousand for the quarantine hotels. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, like, look, this is this is money that uh, I'm thinking of it as, uh, you know, money well spent because, you know, it's the end. Starting a new life. Right? Yeah. Right. The, um, transition money. Yeah. Transition money. So what? Uh-huh. we're, we're going to be building back, you know, building up savings after that but um yeah just security of like being home with a you know 
a secure job and the kids being happy Support and, and yeah. healthy. What are, what are you most looking forward to going home? Uh, most looking forward to? I mean, just seeing family that I didn't think that I was going to be able to see again for a very long you know, yeah. time, right? Um, you know, after my mom passed away, you know, I've got, uh, you know, a younger brother. I've got my, you know, aunts and uncles, cousins and what have you. But I mean, it was always, you know, my mom that brought us home. But when you don't have those uh, connections. connections and when you're, you know, in a position where, um, you know, we don't have a lot of time off here. Maybe we'd be lucky if we get a week off in the summer. So um, with a week off, three plane tickets going to Canada, it's not, you know, it's it's not worth, not worth it. Yeah. Yeah, it's not worth uh, spending that much money to be able to just go home for a week. Yeah. So anytime we would go to Canada, it would be at least for a month because, it, you know, That's plane tickets are just so expensive and you need, you know, the downtime. You know, to get over your, um, you know, jet lag and, you know, just mentally prepare to come back. So I realistically did not think that I was going to be going to Canada anytime soon. I mean, I thought maybe retirement, I would, once my kids (laughs) finish school, you know, would probably be the next time I would see these, you know, friends and family again. Wow. So, um, so that's a really big, you know, just kind of hitting me like, oh, I'm going yeah. Right. That's it. Is there anything left in Korea? Like uh, any any Korea bucket list things you got to do? Like, I, I mean, there are just so many because the... I haven't been yeah. anywhere. No, no you know, when there. you when you live here, you don't think of going to these places or doing these things because they're always an option. Yeah, right? because yeah. they're always an option. I've never been to see Bangude, the petroglyphs. Oh, you got to see that. I've never seen the petroglyphs. Me neither. You know, you, ne- you neither? Oh, I mean, and they're awesome, just like, man. they're just out that way. They're not yeah. far. But I mean, the kids have gone with school trips. I've mm. never, I've only been to Jejudo once. I've only been to Jeju once. Um, you know, just different things that like, um, you see people doing these day trips and traveling around. I've always just been so busy. Mm. You know, the weekends were always, you know, take Maya to her um, her after school classes, you know, mom, mom taxi, pick her up, drop her off. Yeah. You know, you don't have the time to do all these things. And when you're, when you're a local, mm. you don't think to do these things as well. Like the caves next to my house. Only you when know, people come to visit. <laughs> haven't seen the caves, you know, and they've been open for a while. I mean, I've, I've been told there's not much to see in the caves, but no. you know, I used to drive by before it was, you know, it's a beautiful road, isn't it? Just, driving driving yeah, down just, there and all the all the trees kind of yeah over, i mean the, uh, the, the street, drive to work gorgeous. you know just, For which one gorgeous green all the time yeah oh, right, yeah, right. yeah i mean the drive to to work and, and home i mean it's a beautiful beautiful scenery mountain on one side you know mm. the river on the other side we're in an excellent location i mean just things like that i mean we're gonna have different kind of greener greenery at home sure. came home yesterday i was quite shocked actually grandma's Grandma's very efficient with getting things, you know, done. She decided that um, we didn't need the pepper plants and the tomato plants um, mm. that are growing and giving us, you know, a couple tomatoes here and there, mm. little baby tomatoes. She dug them all up and threw them out. Oh, nice. And, I mean, that was my greenery coming <laughs> up. Purge. Her, coming home, you know, to see my little urban garden. Mm. Um, we have a, a, a baby bathtub uh, that was the kid's bathtub when they were little repurposed and it was just growing mint and lemon balm and yeah. it was you know at least two feet high 
um, gone yesterday. Gone. The mint was gone. Um, Melanie had her heart set on mojitos. You know, she wanted mint. I still have another mint plant, but I was just kind of shocked. I mean, and this is like grandma being efficient. You know, she's getting, you know, getting. You said you gotta go. Yeah, we gotta. (laughs) You gotta do this shit. I mean, she's she's telling me, you know, um, get get everything out as much as possible, and then she'll have like the cleaners come in and then just trash everything else. Yeah. So, but I mean, there are a lot of things that I ideally would not like to go into the trash. I mean, they can go to the beautiful store. They can go to people that need them, you know, mm-hmm. and I just, every weekend since I found out that, um, you know, we'll be going home, I've just had like people come in and, um, you know, Collect. take stuff, right? Like just please come and, you know, take things and, um, you know, repurpose and send, send things to a new home. Mm-hmm. So I just mentally, I need to get myself in the space where you know i'm ready to just Mm. leave things behind because right now um you know (laughs) down to like the little pencil like you know i'm I'm putting things like putting all the pencils in a bag you know my friend can use it at her academy and you know just i have to let go of things that that can be yesterday was spent um wrapping up like mama's binu i had a bunch of people i had posted that um i would be sometimes this weekend posting a list of stock um and that if anybody wanted anything that it would be available but i had private messages of people saying if you have this 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 and this i'd like it please so yesterday was spent um you know i did manage to load um one friend up with a carload of books and um another kind of stacking rack Mm. um so that was uh Success. You know, a successful day <laughs> and I packed up about five or six orders and I'm still in the process of making like the one um, a lady had a custom she'd ordered some custom soap molds from mm. somewhere over in Europe and she wanted me to make 30 soaps for her son's birthday party mm. um, so those uh, molds have arrived so I owe her 30 soaps so I'm doing those and i've got four molds oh, yeah. so i can only make four at a time oh. and i have to make 30 so mm. i think i've got more than half done already but you um, you know, it's a time consuming so i'm making those i'm pouring those while they're setting up i'm cleaning up other things and so it's just chaos because i start with one thing like oh i'm gonna start this <laughs> and then like and then i go there house, and i start yeah. that and then like a friend came last week and she asked if I had like costumes for like dress up, you know, for the kindergartners. And so I like opened up the bag of like Halloween costumes Open and stuff upstairs. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, so just things everywhere. Yeah. And I started going through like paperwork. Organized chaos. I started going through paperwork. I found all of my like daily planners. And um, so yesterday I went through and I took snapshots of different um, like daily events that I had written in the planner. So I've got like... Um, here at the planner. Uh, so this one said the baby's due. So Maya was due on the twentieth. And you can see sentimental ones. Yeah, you know, and then um like this day, um we went it was the parents' day, we went to the temple. Um just different things that I have to write in the you kids' can't, baby. You can't books. take everything with you, right? I can't take all these with me, yeah, right? Tough. But I like I wrote, I wrote down in the books like when she lost her first tooth or different things like that. So um look um, on September 20th, Maya ate sweet potato for the first time, you know, Whoa. so, but I can't take all those books with me, but they're, they're small. Yeah. They're only like the little daily yeah, planners, pick and choose, but you know, there's so many of them. And right now I'm like looking at everything and thinking how much is this going to weigh? 
and how much is it going to cost me to ship it back? Mm-hmm. And, and do I really need it? Yeah, do I really need it? And so I was putting together like files with some of the kids' like schoolwork so that they can each have in a file the first time Maya wrote her name or mm-hmm. things like that. And just a little keepsakes, but ideally you'd have a little more time to do it. Exactly, and I don't. And this is just time. So I'm thinking, like, okay, I'm trying to get through my bedroom and get things done. I've purged like almost all of the clothes. Um, some other things still need to go, but you know, I'm, I'm. We can take two pieces of luggage each, mm. plus a backpack and another maybe carry on. Mm. So we've got to figure out what we are going to take in those bags. Yeah. Now for Tay, he wants to take his com- computer. So I need to find somebody who knows about computers who can like come in and take out whatever needs to be taken out, like take out the hard drive or take out the, I, I, he's got a, he's a got desktop. a gaming computer oh, that okay. lights up with led that has a remote control oh. <laughs> that has clear sides or glass on the sides. Yeah. And he just got it for children's day from his dad. Oh. And I bought him a new monitor. Now look, this is May. Children's Day was May. We had no idea we were going to Canada. He's you know, tape it to himself. <laughs> we had no idea, and he's got this computer now. No. <laughs> and that's the only thing he wants to take. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I've got to figure out how do I get this in his suitcase, yeah. and how do I take it home? Yeah. I mean, the monitor. I can get him another monitor in Canada, but there's no way that he can have this. You know, the same computer. Yeah. So, for him. I got the size five boxes from the post office and I put one in his room and I said, just put whatever you want to keep in the box. And then we're going to look at the box later and see how much can fit into your suitcase and how much, um, you know, can be shipped later on. So right now there's no surface shipping or air mail available to Canada at the moment because of Corona. My birthday cards to mom are going to cost 26 bucks. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Only EMS. EMS. Yeah. There are online options that, that you can sign up for that will send birthday cards for you. Hmm. So a lot of people are looking Check into that. Out. I just remember around Christmas time um, being at the post office to send some Mama's Binu packages and the lady next to me um, had a stack of uh, like Christmas cards that she wanted to send to you know yeah. family overseas and they were telling her like it's you, you can't and she didn't understand what they were saying and he had to like pick up one of her, you know, cards and say, this card is going to cost you 28,000 won to send home. And she was like, you know, but I have like 10. And he's like, yes, exactly. You cannot. Send them to one of You know, we can send it for you, but you have to pay $28 for each. And she just didn't wrap her head, you know, couldn't wrap her her head around it. So, um, so what we're going to look at is I've got a box in the kitchen now with some kitchen things that like I had brought back from Canada over the years, my grandmother's pie plates, um, mm. you know, um, uh, my bread, bread bowl that, uh, my good friend Dave made, well, you know, um, that, that would be number the one, the bread pot, right. Um, my teapot, Sorry, Tony. Made, you know, <laughs> taking the bread, you know, bowl. just di- different things that I had, you know, brought from Canada mm. and, um, you know, things that, uh, my Korean tea set, um, you know, that are in the box. Now, right now, they're just in the box. They haven't been, like, wrapped or packed yeah, yeah, yeah. or anything. They're just, just to visualize. Not, and, not an easy process. Yeah. And so there's a box in Maya's room. And right now, I mean, look, uh, her albums, her graduation album from elementary school, her graduation album from middle school, her graduation album from kindergarten, those are heavy yeah. books, yeah. you know? And so we're thinking that um, instead of sending them, 
next year when grandma and my brother sure. come, bring them. bring them instead yeah. in their luggage because those are just things that are heavy mm. because we're going to have to pay to ship these yeah. ship these home. Well, that's coming to, to keep them coming to Korea. Light. Some mules coming to mm-hmm. Korea for your for your new life with two bags. You got to pick and choose what you want to bring. Right, right. Mm-hmm. It really simplifies and and that's what living in a small apartment here for me is it keeps me from hoarding and keeping extra shit. I don't need it. So. Um, yeah, it, it, for me though, over the years, it's been bringing back, like bringing back a quilt that my grandmother made and bringing back, like my aunt made me an Afghan, you know, mm, like I got to bring them all back. I got to bring them all back. <laughs> so, um, so they're not going to be heavy, but I mean, it's, it's boxes of stuff. So I'm planning on sending them to my brother in Incheon. Yeah. He can, um, keep them there until the surface shipping opens up and then he can ship them for me, nice, which nice. is the only option I have right now. Yeah. Um, uh, a friend contacted um, Melanie. Actually, had contacted one of the shipping companies, the big shipping companies, and they had quoted her like four hundred dollars for like fifty kilograms or something. So it's it's not like it used to be where you could get like yeah. a a, con- a quarter of a container or a half a container, yeah. and, you know, and pay yeah, per space. Yeah. You know, they're charging weight now too. So. Mm. No worries. Well, sounds like your time is a premium. Oh. Thank you very much for stopping in today and sharing these stories with us. Well, yeah. I think I held it together better than I thought I was going to hold, yeah. it, hold yeah. it together, but you're still going to have to do some heavy editing on no, it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm going to miss yeah. everybody. I can't talk right now. You'll, uh, you'll be all right. That's awesome, man. But anyways, yeah, thank you so much for coming by. Let's go eat some breakfast and, uh, and clean out your house. Clean out the house as much as possible. Yeah. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Episode 50 in the books. Please don't forget to check out our sponsor, Dr. English. It is your one-stop shop for all of your English conversational needs. Enjoy learning from the comfort of your own home. Call 010-4591-1496 for a free sample class. Take your English to the next level by visiting their website now at www.dr-english.com